Hello, beautiful people. Why? It's 316 day. Why? Why? It's new league year day. Why? This show begins now. Yeah. Hey, what we talk about obviously it's 316 day. Shout out to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh hell yeah! Why? A lot of beers being drank, obviously, just because uh, a lot of people are alcoholics. But also, in a shout-out to Stone Cold Steve Austin, go ahead and self-cheers yourself. Chug a couple of those because we are in a beautiful time. A sport began last night in a play-in game at the University of Dayton. A sport in which we all gamble on and know fucking nothing about. But it is electrifying. Indiana moves on. Texas Southern moves on in an upset in the hammer-down world that none of us could have seen coming tonight two more games the actual tournament begins tomorrow today 4 p.m eastern 3 p.m central 1 p.m pacific uh 10 a.m. Hawaii time. Uh, every team in the NFL has to have their salary cap in proper order. So look for some players to get cut today. Look for some plays uh, to get new deals today. Look for new negotiations. There's still top free agents available out there. Baker Mayfield wants to come to the Colts. Whoa. What? Said a guy we never heard of, but fucking everybody's running with it. So shout out to that guy, Tony Pauline. Tony Pauline. Football Network is reporting that Baker Mayfield wants to come to Indianapolis Colts. This comes one day after he wrote in his notes section a thank you to Cleveland. I gave you my all Cleveland and probably moving on from Cleveland, which is fascinating because everybody's talking about the Deshaun Watson situation in Houston. Cleveland met with Deshaun yesterday. They said the meeting went well from inside sources. Does that mean Deshaun's going to Cleveland? Baker's coming to Indy? And what does Houston get in return? Who knows? Today, Deshaun Watson meets with the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons I guess are ready to have a full pitch deck presentation for why Atlanta is the right place for him to waive his no trade clause and go back home. This comes after Deshaun Watson allegedly reached out to the Atlanta Falcons and said, hey, how about you guys? Everybody else in the NFC South wants me. Why not you guys? That would mean what? Matt Ryan comes to the Colts then? Ooh. This is what's being linked in there. The Colts are kind of just in limbo waiting on Deshaun Watson to make a decision and also in limbo because I don't think they want to spend any of their fucking money. Nope. <laughs> There's a lot that can happen today. We will chat about it all. Hopefully, we'll have your phone calls as well on the Five Hour Energy phone line. one 833 4 cannot wait to chat with you. Remember, when you get on the air, don't say anything fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean, we say stupid stuff all the time. You get it, though. We are a welcoming place, a happy place, a celebratory place. Join our phone lines. Make the show better. Can't wait to chat with you. Also today, TJ Lang will be joining Ooh. us. Okay. Hey. TJ Lang. Teach Lang, formerly of the Packers and the Lions, I believe, oh, a yeah. Detroit native, loves the Red Wings, so he's obviously a doofus when it comes to hockey talk. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait yeah. to chat with him about that. He uninvited me to a Red Wings game this season mm-hmm. on Twitter. I was invited, then uninvited. Can't wait to chat with him. He's an electric factory and hilarious, and he's been in the free agency process. I can't wait to get his kind of you know, vision on how this is all going because... 
there's still a lot of big names yeah. left mm-hmm. on the board. Will those names wait until after the draft is signed because they don't know what teams are going to do whenever it comes to 18-year-olds, tw- I'm sorry, 21-year-olds, 22-year-olds getting drafted their team? Do they want to sign somewhere where they're potentially going to have competition or not a good roster? And how will the Colts sign anybody? And I know this is all coming back to the Colts. We don't have a fucking quarterback. Oof. So nobody's going to want to sign. I mean, Chandler Jones still out there. Stephon Gilmore still out there. Uh-huh. Armstead still yeah. out there. Why? I mean, there is massive names and there's only more getting added to it. Austin Hooper is about to get released yeah. from the Cleveland mm-hmm. Browns. He's a great tight end. Odell Beckham Jr. still out there. Bobby Wagner, Vaughn Miller, Tyron Matthew, who is at Disneyland in LA right now. Ooh. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. He's still out there. There's still a lot of players that can make a lot of teams much better. The Colts hopefully will get active and hopefully the team that you're rooting for will do the same damn thing. What a time to be alive. Tomorrow's St. Patrick's uh-huh. Day. Today's 316 day at Ty Schmidt, at Boston Connor, the toxic table. It's a great day to be alive, isn't it, Ty? It is an absolutely great day to be alive. Like I said, very excited for this year's March Madness. Hawks are flying very high right now. Until they're not, though. Until yeah, they're not. Absolutely. But this this team, I, they do feel different. But that's beside the point. We'll, we'll deal with that tomorrow. Packers. 6.9 over the cap right now. So kind of interested to see what they do today to kind of shore up that and everything. But Raj is coming back. Devontae is going to get handled. St. Patrick's Day is tomorrow. Like, well, I mean, it's hey, life great is time good. to be alive. Life uh, is good. Devontae might not get handled, by the way. That, yeah. that sounds like something no, he maybe just kind of brings it over. July. Just like know. that creek that flooded in your wow. backyard that you had yeah. to shovel out this morning. Yeah. Feels like you're just kind of overlooking these things. <laughs> that's right. And these are, that's the Devontae thing is a very real thing. Oh, yeah. Because he's not playing on the franchise tag, he said. Mm-hmm. What ripple effects does that have? Is there going to be a team that says, okay, sign it. We'll pick up the franchise tag. Go ahead and trade us over there. Will they want to work out a long-term deal? How will they be able to do it while they still try to manipulate the salary cap? And Track is a great website. I don't think I know that. Is the guy's name Spo? Mr. Track? It makes sense. Spo, yeah. yeah. Spo is last bought. name. Track. Spot rack. Because it would be like sport contract would make sense for right, Spot sure. track, but yeah. I didn't know if his name also was in tune with that. Yeah, no, I just assumed his last name was Spot track as well. Yeah, like a, like a singer whose name is Melody. Sure. Bingo. Like, I didn't know if this was actually Mr. Uh, Spot Track's mm-hmm. calling. Spotrick. Yeah, maybe his name Bob is Spotrick. Mm-hmm. Whatever, he tweeted, you know, the salary cap isn't fake, but it's mighty fluid. I would like to correct Mr. Spotrick, who has definitely <laughs> dedicated his entire life to contracts. The salary cap is fake. Yeah. Very much so. It is not real. Teams can do whatever the fuck they want. The Saints were able to free up $80 million, I think there was $71 million over the cap just a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. They were able to free up $80 million in cap space over the last few weeks without cutting anybody. So they just literally redid all the contracts, signing bonuses, kicked the can down the road. Now Dennis Allen with a new team is able to become, um, you know, Proper by 4 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah. Because there's a lot of penalties that come, draft picks. There's other fines that get weighed in if you don't have your salary cap in order by the new league year that starts at 4 o'clock. So congrats to the Saints for being able to do that. But also when you start looking around at other teams who have a lot of money Mm -hmm. and they also have a lot of guys locked in long term, like the Colts, for instance, Mm -hmm. and this is all coming back to the Colts, they have $54 million. They could have $90 million if they wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. DeForest Buckner's locked in long-term. Darius Leonard's locked Mm -hmm. in long-term. Kenny Moore's locked in long-term. Ryan Kelly's locked in long-term. I would assume if you restructured those four contracts, you could free up another $20 to $30 million. Probably. They could literally do whatever the fuck they wanted, but it's not just them. Look at all these teams over here that have any money. There's an ability to re 
re-sign and redo all the contracts to make any type of money that you want. So all of those free agents that are out there are available to be had by every team in the NFL if they really wanted to. And that's the modern world that we're living in. Speaking of, the New England Patriots are just getting rid of players. Well, a lot of them. Hey, you want to yeah. go play with Tom Brady? Fuck you, Shaq Mason. Get yeah. out of here. Mm-hmm. Get rid of the guards. See yeah. ya. We're going down to Georgia's Pro Day. We'll replace all of you. We mm-hmm. got a young quarterback. We're in the Buffalo Bills division. We don't care about anybody. J.C. Jackson, ball hawk. People are calling him the new Revis Island. Get the fuck Get out of here, dude. Stephon Gilmore. Oh, you want to make money? You, you, you want to get paid for what you do better mm-hmm. than everybody? Get the fuck out. That's right. Kyle Van Noy, get the fuck out of here. What's going on in New England? Is this a rebuild over there? Well, what is going on up there? I don't think it's I a saw, rebuild. I saw Bill Belichick and Matthew Patricia standing side by side. Patricia, the future GM. Bill Belichick, the current GM and head coach. What are they thinking? They going younger, cheaper, faster? What do you think they got going on? Always trying to get younger and cheaper. And all we've heard this entire time since the combine is, hey, this is a very deep O-line, D-line draft. You're probably going to be able to get guys in the third round who can come in right away and make an impact. Shaq Mason stinks to lose. There's still uh, some rumors around that the Patriots are looking to acquire L. Collins, I believe, from the Cowboys. Little expensive, but also if it's going to take you know that fifth round pick from Tampa Bay, swap that for a tackle. What you need, you need good tackles in this Just league. You know that more than anybody. Yeah, especially Mac Jones because although Mac he did Jones. have a second pro day where he was a little bit nimble and he mm-hmm. did the gritty and everything, yeah, like sure. that, he will eat some helmets if oh, he's oh, just oh, chilling oh. in that pocket. Because guess what? Just like Kurt Warner at Northern Iowa, mm-hmm. he sits in that pocket. That's right. That's right. I mean, Randy Gregory, if you remember from Dallas when we played Dallas, Randy Gregory took Mac Jones's head off coming around the corner. Yeah. She ended up fumbling. But you know what he did? He popped right back up. Oh. He went right back out on that field. He didn't miss one goddamn snap. I'm not that worried about Monster the Monster's trade away Mac Jones. Well, that wouldn't make any sense. To the Colts. <laughs> J.C. Jackson. Oh, to the Colts. Here we go. That would Give be us sweet. Mac Jones. Yeah. Give us Mac Jones. For, okay, for what? What do you What do you – you got a first-round pick this year. Well, something like that. that maybe was, that maybe was a first-round pick this year. Maybe uh, How about our first round pick too The one that you give up Whenever you uh, say If a guy plays good You assume it's going to be late Yeah mm-hmm. Didn't even make the playoffs No it was a so top it's actually 15. a pretty good Yeah, yeah very, It's a pretty, pretty good pick. draft pick Yeah unbelievable I believe the Eagles are picking at 15 Because that was the spot You guys yeah. were at I think they're back to back actually Yeah oh I think back to, back to back to back What are we doing yeah, I mean, hey, that's that's football. You still got so much money left. You still can sign guys. Armstead probably off the board now, but hey. Why? Oh, because if Deshaun goes to New Orleans. He's not going to New Orleans. I, he is not going to New Orleans. Why not? Because I feel I feel like Deshaun, this is me on 316 day. What? Saying Deshaun's going to Atlanta. I think so, too. Deshaun reached out to Atlanta. It's his home where he's from. Atlanta is like putting together an entire pitch deck. Now, is this because... Uh, it was said by the other uh, Panthers and the Saints that the Falcons aren't actually interested. That was the the smear campaign that was mm-hmm. happening. The Falcons aren't actually interested. They're just getting in here to try to run up the numbers so that we get fucked because we're in a division. Which, by the way, good chess play by Artie Smith, sure, sure. Yeah. whose dad is a Marine. <laughs> so that'd be good, you know, next level play yeah. by Artie Smith and them. But all the things we're hearing... Uh, you know, Deshaun Watson was a ball boy as a child for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, the Blank family loves Deshaun Watson. 
they're actually going full steam ahead and trying to get Deshaun back to Atlanta, especially because in that division, the Atlanta Falcons have kind of been overlooked for the last few years. They got that new uh, butthole stadium that they're going to continue to try to fill Mm -hmm. up for a long time. Deshaun's electrifying. With what that team was able to accomplish last year, with $40 million uh, to Matt Ryan, Mm -hmm. first-year coach, first-year coordinators, first-year everything, I mean, maybe they're thinking we're one player away from actually making a dent in the NFC South, and Deshaun Watson's a hell of a fucking ball player. So I think Atlanta's going all in. Now, does Deshaun go to New Orleans? I don't know why he would over Atlanta. What do you think? Why well, do you think? Kamara? Kamara, yeah. The Ram check, another really good alignment. I actually think he's going to go to Cleveland. I don't think he's going to go to the Saints, the Panthers. That meeting went well on Tuesday. That's and right. They have an unbelievable running game. They have a great O-line, even though they lost J.C. Treader with Amari Cooper. Cooper's over mm-hmm. there now and Joku. They just released Austin Hooper to clear eight more million in cap space. They can bring in Chandler Jones yeah. on the defensive side to make up for the Jadavion Clowney miss. Yeah. Andrew Barry could really – there's teams right now and the Browns are one of them, and I assume there's others that we are forgetting about, and we apologize. But there's teams right now who have money and the capability to upgrade their team and win in March. I know you can't win a Lombardi in March. Mm-hmm. I know that. But you can win a headline here in March mm-hmm. and automatically improve your team vastly just by a couple deals being made. Feels like a lot of players, though, now are you know, kind of like, meh. Let me see. A lot more um, information, I think, in the players' minds before they go and decide to go somewhere. What's this place like? Is this going to end my career? What is the team like? What's the quarterback like? How about primetime games? Will they let me be me? What's the workload going to be like every single... I think all those things that maybe weren't thought about in the past by players whenever they were just offered contracts, they're like, yep, give me that, give me that. And the contracts, by the way, were always the fake number contracts, not the real contracts, Mm -hmm. which I believe were in the middle of a... Turning of the tide oh, of how shit. contracts Revolution almost. are being reported. Mm-hmm. Is that is that happening? Hopefully. I don't think so. Mm, because J.C. Jackson was still reported much different than what his contract actually is. Oh, yeah, for certain. Exactly. So, you know. Eventually, though. Speaking what the of- fuck, by the way? <laughs> Why does that happen? I got real beef with some of that shit. Mm-hmm. Extenuating circumstances, apparently. Well, Everybody has to see it, though. You know, we can't be the only ones. I don't know because you see the headline on the bottom of you know a screen. It's like, oh, okay, that's I'm just going to take that as gospel. That's what his contract is right there. Yeah, but I think every contract they should report as what it's actually going to be. Yeah. Not like, hey, if you cure cancer, you get another fifteen million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you score mm-hmm. ten touchdowns and cure COVID. Alpha beta data. That's, that's right. right. Which is on its way to. Is what I, you know, potentially Mm -hmm. you cure that, you get another 15 million as well. It's just, you know, I feel like we're in a much different era where people know more stuff. Players know more stuff, controlling more of their future, especially those OGs, Odell, Stefan, Chandler Jones, Armstead, Wagner, Hicks. I mean, those are all very experienced, Tyron Matthews. Matthews. Those are all very experienced, very accomplished players who have seen other vets in recent years pick and choose their place and go have a lot of success. Maybe not make as much money, but Knowing that oh money could come, you know, in other ways mm-hmm. as well in the modern world that we're in with the modern gold rush on the internet, uh, I, I feel like we're in a different era. So you got to be a team that is attractive for players. It's almost turning into like college recruiting. Mm-hmm. Like hey, um, 
our team has this, 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 and this. And I believe the first this is our team has Russell Wilson. Our team has Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Our team has Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford. Those guys, Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Those are the guys that are leading off your recruiting pitch, I think. So if you're a team that doesn't have a quarterback, Colts, Browns mm-hmm. currently. Yeah. Yeah. Because it sounds like they are on the outs, those two. And it's, I, I don't know if it's going to be beef or anything, but it sounds like Baker's done and Cleveland's done with Baker. Yeah. And he wants to come to the Colts. All right, come on over. All right, just don't check out a hand of the ball of Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. And also stay healthy. I know it's going. To, it's not your decision to do that, but we would like that. We don't have a fucking quarterback. But I think this is what it's become now, and that's why we're seeing guys maybe wait. I assume it's not teams waiting to offer Stephon Gilmore or Tyron Matthew or any of these guys. I assume it's the players deciding to do Yeah, this. and you talk about guys having more information. Tom Diggs, by the way, one hand the hammer. Don! Cowboys. Guys have more information and guys talk to guys right so you would think that Deshaun probably talked to Odell and Jarvis about Cleveland and you know now that BRM put out that statement who knows what's going to go on there but would Deshaun go to Cleveland based on you know things that happened with Odell and and Jarvis BRM (laughs) he did put Baker Reagan Mayfield yeah super serious you know when the middle names in there super serious or he killed a president yeah. Oh yeah, you know it's it's one or the other. True, either super serious or murdered a president. That's right, because there's always the middle name of the uh, what are those called? John Wilkes. Yeah, well, I, no, yeah, I know what you're the people about. that kill presidents. Do that would so be they, assassin. Yeah, do they do that so they don't confuse it with another person? Is that why they do that for, for killers? I think it's just for like, I would assume it's the headline like John Wilkes. Wilkes. Booth, the son of a bitch. Like I, I think it is. I think it does it sound gives stronger it, yeah. than John Booth. Yeah, John Booth <laughs> killed Lincoln. Well, Lincoln must have been the weakest guy of all time. Yeah, John Fuck Booth. John Booth. No, it was John yeah. Wilkes Booth. Booth. Sounds like an outlaw. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. By the way, I think yeah, he does. was. Oh yeah, big time. He actually was big, big time. time. <laughs> yeah, broke his leg. He did. That fucking hotel or hospital they had our president. That was that was, that was not okay. The bed was the size of this desk. Mickey yeah, Mouse maybe. fucked up. And I was just a child when I seen it. Sixth grade field trip to Washington D.C. But I, they were telling this is where Abraham, this is the actual bed that Lincoln laid in. And all the kids are like, whoa! And I'm like, fucking small fucking bed for a president. What type of bullshit? <laughs> well, he was seven three, and the average height back then was five three. So ah, oh, so yeah. you're saying that was for like children. Yeah, it was just a, a bad situation. Was it a house? I thought it was just a house. I it was just a building. I think it was a uh, one of those, uh, like a, uh, it was a house safe or, house. Yeah, I think it was. Gotcha. I think there was a nurse or a doctor there. I okay, think yeah. there was some sort of nurse or doctor. Old school If your president's a big son of a bitch, then you make him a custom bed. You don't just. But I guess they didn't expect him at that night at the theater. Yeah, they weren't expecting him to, you know. They didn't have anybody watching the door. They didn't have anybody watching the door. Unbelievable. Think about that. Some point there was just president just roaming around, not even anybody watching. I six. believe it was he was on a piss break though. The guy went pee, bad can't bladder, can't have it. We so, don't talk about no, that enough. Secret Service started. Speaking of not talking about something enough, I was going to go the entire show without mentioning how Zito looks, but it would be. <laughs> I'd be doing everybody a disservice. Thought about. Stone Cold Zito looks awesome. Oh, oh yeah. What? Yeah. 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 Can you stand up on that chair maybe so we can get the full? Oh, Somebody hold that, that chair down. <laughs> <laughs> What? What? I feel like Otis. What? Zito watched a little Young Rock last night. What? Had a little Terramana. What? Some moose juice. What? And then put on his Stone Cold boots. What? That's 316 day. What? 
Young Rock last night, banger of an episode. Really? That's always, what I'm hearing. Always. Banger yeah. of an episode. Because it doesn't sound like At one point, he was you? fishing, gardening, <laughs> mechanicking, and uh, I think sewing. I'm not 100% sure. So I believe wow. covering all the bases. It was unbelievable. It was a great episode. He's just a common man. Season two is going to be awesome. Yeah. That large mouth bass he did get was 50 well, pounder. I mean, he was old in that 50 day. 50 like, pound uh, bass. Oh, yeah. In his backyard. I, they in did his not backyard. Get, excuse me. They did not. This is easy. That's, that that was that's high. That was high weight. You can never tell. I saw a 600 pounder <laughs> on the internet this morning, so that's possible. Bass? It was a fish. Okay. It's like a tuna. Oh, it's like a whale. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was in the river. I'll, I'll find it. Are you a good fisherman, Tom? <laughs> I stink. We were the only two that, well, you ended up catching one. I was the only one that didn't catch anything. I like didn't catch one Oh, fishing's the best. <laughs> Took me for it, but I fished for an extra hour and a half after everybody else I tried else putting stuck. my head in the lake to find one. That was awesome, lake. by the way. Get rid of that hangover a little bit. No, I've never fished in my life, actually. Yeah, me neither. We grew up like crick boys. My dad yeah, yeah, yeah. loves it, and I just never got into it. You're I a lake guy now, though. So you're going to be fishing all summer. Yeah. No, they, they said nah. E. coli in my lake's too strong. I shouldn't even touch the water. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm telling you, I got a fucking alert. That said, I Don't told even you think that lake it. was rotten. What's that all about? No, Tim, it's a good lake. Tim got, Tim got snorkeling stuff to go in that lake. <laughs> I said, Tim, I just got an alert not to touch the yeah, water. He's like, hey, it don't mean nothing to me. He's going to be drinking that shit. Also, dude. that's a heavy trafficked lake to be snorkeling in. Tim ain't worried about nothing. His little ass is going to be swimming around, snorkeling, inhaling the E. coli. Yeah, I don't know. Then a boat's coming. A little bit of E. coli is good for you. Not a lot of it, though. Tim's going to drink it down. Soak it up. They got a boat. They got a boat. Tim and Sal got a fucking yeah. boat. They're going to be out on that lake mm-hmm. all day, every day. On a pontoon? Awesome. Here comes Mitt. Mitt knows a little bit more about the water than us, I guess. Mitt, what's going on? Dude, uh, uh, in high school, I've swam in that lake a lot. Oh, uh, I know for a fact there's a lot of fish. It's stocked with fish. You can legally not eat those fish because they are poisonous. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a, that, that's a dirty lake. <laughs> poisonous. Dude, you've been eating fucking fish out of the Allegheny Mon for years. I, I am not. I am not a fish eater, especially river fish, but I'm, I think I'm going to stay uh, just on my property. Yeah. Catch and release. Catch and release. Yeah, for Respect sure. But I, you got to catch them first. But True. Mm-hmm. My big thing is when I fish, they're just all released anyway. We'll get your big net. Yeah, well, that's what I used to catch baseballs with when I go into the stands. Caught Barry Bonds home run ball right down the third baseline. Hell yeah. <laughs> Walked out of it with one of those big old fishing nets. How you doing? Keep it moving. Let's get back to some football. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the fucking worst fisherman of all time, is all we're trying to say. The Rock is not, though. One cast he brought in. Uh, one cast. Yeah. Last yeah. night, yeah. Wow. What? I'm it just it's incredible what he can do. They didn't show his cast though. I wish they would have shown like one of his casts because I bet that big son of a bitch yeah. goes all, all the way across Good the way. lake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that's, when I've been that's literally all I do when I fish. It's just like, all right, are we casting or <laughs> <laughs> try to get this thing as far as possible? There's a tree. I'll find it. Yeah. Well, not only tree. I've electrical wires. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I've caught my fair share of all those. Other things. people. Yeah, I've hooked myself, too. That's uh-huh. terrible. Yeah, that's fun. tough. The Rock caught a big fish last night. How about Dewey beat up that guy last night? Man, well, that was, that was uh, I don't want to know spoilers, but that was just... Dewey's being ass? Hell yeah. Well, of course, but that fantasy Dewey oh, okay. at the moment. Baby Dewey. What he wanted to do. Oh. It's a fucking good episode. Just get... Uh, you hear me? Just watch it. <laughs> okay. I will. I will. And then I watched Texas Southern beat the shit out of Texas A&M mm-hmm. Corpus Christi. Mm-hmm. Had a rather handsome bet on Texas A&M Corpus Christi because that's what you do nowadays. These are the times yep. where you bet blindly on children playing a sport you don't understand. Hell yeah. And the teams that are supposed to win rarely do. And the teams 
teams that are supposed to lose will somehow figure out a way to shoot like fucking Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. That's the madness of March. It's not anarchy. It's college, it's college basketball, basketball, says Rothstein, who was on CBS last night doing a great interview, oh, give and take yeah, in there. <laughs> but Gumpy has been primed for this moment, oh. primed for these days, watching shitty college basketball all oh, year. Yeah. Were you surprised last night that your Texas A&M CC boys just laid a fucking egg, didn't score a basket for six minutes? Oh. It's tough to win a game yeah. when you don't score for six straight minutes. And also, the over still hits somehow. <laughs> college basketball is the dumbest, but I can't can't wait to continue to gamble on it. Gumpy, are you going to be cold this March Madness? That's all I need to know. First game, you had a lock. I was like, who likes it? Gumpy? Who who doesn't like it? Tone. Tone doesn't know shit. Gumpy does know. I'm going heavy on mm-hmm. the Corpus Christi boys. And all of a sudden, there was a glass thing over the basket. Yeah. Even at the free throw line, they were airballing free throws. Oh, yeah. And missing layups. Nine free throws. throws. What that happened one, to these boys, Gump? That one hurt my heart. Corpus Christi has been very good to us all season long. Uh, unfortunately, went cold at the wrong time, my friend. Wow, you look amazing. Hey, yeah. Great <laughs> Who else do we like, Gump? Who, who do we like tonight? I like uh, Rutgers tonight. There is a guy tonight. All right. You need to know about him, okay? All right. His name's Peter Kiss. Oh, yes. He's from Bryant. He's the nation's leading scorer. Um, and he is a very, very polarizing dude. Like, what's he? Throw elbows? Throw bows? Yell at the refs? He is. Remember, uh, what's his name from Ole Miss? Marshall Henderson. Marshall Henderson. He's got that type of vibe. Oh, yeah. really? We're pulling up from the logo and talking shit? He's talking oh, shit yeah. to the fans. Oh, talking shit What's to his name? Ed- Peter Kiss. Is there an over-under for him on I this? I don't know if they have that for college kids. I believe not. they do, though, because that was uh, one of the boosts last night was for Trace Jackson. Peter Davis. Kiss, yeah. total points, 25 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he averages a game. So, uh, And it's even money right now, 100 plus 100. You like him? I mean, the guy. You like him? Oh, yeah. I'm taking that. Gump, how do we feel? I am unfortunately on right state money line. <laughs> but me and Diggs have gone head to head in every game, it feels like, in the tournament so far. He is 2 0. I am 0 2. Diggs is hot. I am cold. Uh, and but, you like Peter Kiskis. Right. Yeah, but before Brian last night, I was very cold and Gumpy was hot as fuck. So. Well, I don't need to hear that, okay? Right yeah. now, I don't need You don't need him to win, though. Peter Kiss. I wasn't talking about Pete either from a gambling angle. I'm just saying this guy is going to an electric watch. Yeah, I, Brian is going Shout all the way. Shout Peter Kiss. Quick 2,000 on this guy. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, now's the time, Peter Kiss. Nobody knew you existed till tonight, and guess what? They're in for a show. Hell yeah. Drop fucking 30 tonight, Peter Kiss. Make it 40. Why not do Kyrie? Put 60 on these boys tonight, Peter Kiss. He's a baller. He's been suspended a couple times for just like taunting and shit like that. So he's, I mean, he's. How's his academics and all that stuff? Because that's what uh, old, old Miss guy, right? He got kicked out of him for a couple of different situations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was about that life on and off the court. Bingo. What about Peter Kiss? Is he just a shit-talking, super competitive, uber-competitive guy like yes. Doug Flutie was in the Canadian football league? Yes. Bingo. I learned that last night. Dewey Johnson really made some waves when he showed up in the CFL. Really? He predicted 18-0 and 0 training oh, yeah. camp. as uh, he's, He brought that Miami swagger. And Doug Who was Flutie. he playing for? Stan Peters? Yeah, he's oh, playing yeah. for the Stan Peters. Calgary. They just won the uh, Grey Cup. Doug Flutie was 4'4 four four in the Young Rock last night. Nice. <laughs> yeah, he was. Just dunk on him And Jeff quick. Garcia. Stan Peters had a run of great quarterbacks. Doug Flutie, Jeff Garcia, Elvis Gerv- Gerbach, 
Dave Dickinson. I mean, the Stampeders Ooh. ran the CFL what for a long Trifolsky? time. Did he play yeah. for them? Trifolsky was a blue bomber, my friend. Oh, of course. Oh, okay. yeah. They missed him. Still won a great cup, though, that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where's he at? Why isn't he a Colt? Fucking get Trifolsky. He's a goddamn <laughs> Miami <laughs> Dolphin, baby. Yeah. Oh, that team stinks. <laughs> they don't even know who their quarterback is down there. They're paying people more money to be backups to Tua, and then they're saying they like Tua. What's going on in Miami? Teddy Two Gloves tax. You got to pay to get him in the building. All right, let's talk about some moves that were made yesterday in quarterback. Tyrod Taylor signs with the Giants two years, $11 to $15 million. Allegedly, he is to be a high-end backup, but I think everybody on the internet's like, hey, Dabes, who, which is what he likes to be called. He doesn't like to be called coach. Yeah. Yeah. Dabes which is Brian Dable, who is the new head coach of the New York Giants. He said in a women's football conference uh, that he does not like to be called coach. He likes to be called Dapes Okay, because he's one of the boys. Aaron Rodgers actually chatted about that, how in high school and college you say coach, 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 and then whenever you're in the NFL, it's like, hey, Matt, we need to do this Mm because you're kind of co-workers. Dabes says uh, Daniel Jones is a starter, I think, that Tyrod Taylor's the backup, but everybody around the internet's like, don't let fucking Tyrod Taylor heat up. Over yeah. yeah. Don't let him get cooking. Who knows what they're going to do with Saquon Barkley? Allegedly, he's on the trade block. He's owed some money, and he has been injured. He's still a very highly sought-after running back, I'd assume, at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'd assume a lot sure. of people in the NFL would still want him. For but sure. who knows what that team's going to look like. Uh, he's getting paid a little bit less money than Trubisky, who's at Pittsburgh, uh, even though he's not a starter. And then who'd you guys sign down there in Miami that's getting paid more than Mitchell Trubisky to yeah. be the backup to Tua? Teddy Two Gloves. Teddy Bridgewater is mm-hmm. now down in Miami. The Indianapolis Colts still don't have a quarterback. Cleveland Browns appear to not have a quarterback, and we have no idea what Deshaun Watson's going to do. Joining us now is a man from Detroit. Oh, hell yeah. Played for the Packers, played for the Lions, likes the Red Wings, speaks to their glory days fondly. Ladies and gentlemen, the hilarious internet human and real-life human, T.J. Lang. What's up, dude? Why you got to bring up hockey, man? Well, first of all, because That's Hockey Talk's on tonight, 8 o'clock, youtube.com forward slash That's Hockey Talk. With that being said, the Red Wings are dead, Teach. I don't want to get into it because it's the first day of the new league year in the NFL. (laughs) You agree. I agree. Red Wings fucking stink, right? It's a a rebuild, all right? It's a rebuild. They've shown some promise, right? A couple young rookies. Foxy will tell you. Look, I just can't wait for Pittsburgh to fucking move to Boston or Providence, wherever the hell they're going to end up going. Whoa. Just get him out of Pittsburgh, please. No, listen, Thank listen. You, that is not how this works. Oh, That's not how this works. Get him out. You don't just start saying what everybody's saying about the Red Wings about any other team, okay? The Penguins are Pittsburgh squad. It is hockey time. All right, that's what Pittsburgh oh, is. God. <laughs> you guys can't even come up with your own slogan. Wait. Hockey Town is Detroit, Michigan. No, we okay? fucking we stole have yours, dude. We came in. On the fucking show. Hey, Hockey we... Town is Detroit, Michigan. No, That's we it. came in and we said, what's your slogan? That's cute. You haven't won in 30 years. Give it to us. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's what we did. That's what the Pens do. Now, with that being said, I am hearing it's near the end for Sid and Gino oh, and Latane. No. Oh, no. And we are potentially <laughs> staring down the doom days that Detroit has experienced for the last 30 fucking years. Oh, no. Anyway. Five. Since the Pens beat him in the cup, actually. Yeah, you guys, 
You guys have won one recently, and a lot of people in Detroit are letting me know that. Yeah, I don't think everybody in Detroit gets our hockey talk either, by the way, DJ. No. Hey, that, uh, that 08, Cup, 08 Cup was super special, man. Winning up there in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. That banner looks We're really nice really hanging nice. from the Raptors. Yeah, you're welcome for fucking Hosa, pal, too. I, I mean, we gave you Hosa to win that entire <laughs> thing. Next year. I am so hey, sick of Happy St. Patty's Day Eve, by the way, man. Big day tomorrow. Huh? Hey, it is a big day. What are you going to do? A little boozing? You still drink a little bit? What's your life like now? You're a retired man. Man, what's life like on a day-to-day? -day? Yeah, I booze a little more than I probably should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, little kids, bit. you know, kids right. sports. It's uh, about it, man. Trying to keep in touch with everything that's going on, but yeah, I uh, gotta probably uh, calm down a little bit with the booze. See you. I need to get on your regimen, man. Some vitamins. Look at those pipes, bro. Hey, Teach. Thank you. I've been working over here. No, it's keto. Hey. It won't last past WrestleMania. I gotta get in shape, though. I was in. Uh, plumping season for like four or five years you know and then once you just kind of cut it off you'll be yoked as well just a month or so of keto yeah i'm about five or six years in the plumping season so hopefully the end's coming up soon yeah you're an offensive lineman though you had to be big body you had to be big body let's talk about that let's talk about the nfl new league year happening there uh packers still have to do like 6.9 million dollars of salary cap gymnastics to get under the cap by 4 p.m eastern just what do you think about free agency as a whole? Do you think nowadays players are picking and choosing more than they used to? Because there's a lot of massive names that have not signed anywhere. Do you think that's because of teams? Do you think that's because of players? How do you think this free agency period is either the same or different from years past, DJ? I think you still have the same, like, kind of two waves, right? Uh, the first wave being obviously starting Monday uh, with the tampering period. I mean, deals are pretty much done at 12.01 you know, a minute after that opens. Uh, you see a lot of younger players go around then. I think, you know, that's what the combine's for. I mean, all these agents are gathering information. They're trying to figure out the market. They're trying to figure out uh, which teams are going to be in play for their guys. A lot of deals are pretty much set kind of, you know, after that period. Um, and then you have right now where we're kind of sitting at, you know, some of the veteran guys are still out there. You know, Bobby uh, Wagner, Von Miller, Chandler Jones, a lot of really good players that – don't necessarily have to rush to go try to get the best contract they may want or may get. Uh, they have a choice of kind of sitting back, uh, seeing how the chips fall with other free agent type guys. And, um, you know, ultimately, I think it's just a, it's a different, you know, kind of expectation and want for those two players. You get the young players that, you know, see 50, 60, 70 million dollar contracts, just want to jump on it right away. And then you see these older players that, you know, money, I'm sure, is still a big part of of a lot of their decisions, but um, they get a chance to kind of sit back and address, you know, which teams have made a big impact in free agency, which teams do they think uh, they can be a part of moving forward and, and compete for a championship. I think that's ultimately uh, what it comes down to with a lot of these older guys, because, you know, eight, nine year veterans, you know, you don't really see those guys just trying to sign those big money contracts. I mean, a lot of those players want to go to a team where they can compete on and hopefully end their career on a high note. So, uh, that was just, I mean, we're kind of getting at the end of that first wave of free agency. Everything right now I'm, I'm, kind of seems like it's slowing down a little bit. Yeah, um, most of that is just because those guys, a lot of these guys don't need to rush. I mean, shit, if I could go back, you know, when I was a free agent, I probably would have waited till training camp, about week two, week three of training camp. <laughs> hey, how nice was that lockout? Hey, Teach, how nice was that lockout? That lockout year, whenever there was no, oh, oh dude, everybody just came back to training camp like 20, 30 pounds overweight. All right, oh man, Let's get in. And we shit. were coming, we were coming off of the uh, 
we were coming off the Super Bowl win too in uh, 2010 over there in Green Bay. So that was a uh, it was a hellacious summer, man. That was that was a lot of fun. <laughs> You're telling me I was in the substance of abuse program and that got put on oh. yeah that got put on hold for a hundred and however many days that oh. was. So I want you know. I was like, I'm going to go so hard that whenever I get back, whenever this thing starts and I start getting piss tested eight times a month again, I'm not going to want to do anything. I did not expect it to be that long, Teach. I did not expect it to go that long, but I kept that promise to myself. How long did you play in the NFL? Uh, I made it 10 years. Yeah. Uh, that's a long time in the NFL, especially at offensive line, by the way. Congrats. Hey, hey, Super Bowl. hey, thanks, guys. Hey, done good. You've done good. But I think Aaron always talks about that group, that offensive line group, and you've talked about it before on here. What do you think it is about that Packers team and Aaron Rodgers more specifically that they're always going to be good? Like, everybody knows that the Packers are always going to be good as long as Aaron Rodgers is there. Early exit this past year, two NFC championships before that. Everybody's wondering when they're going to take that big step. What do you think it is about the Aaron Rodgers led Packers that they're always in contention is just because he's a good quarterback and is that all anybody's looking for I, I mean 95 percent of it is probably because is Aaron Rodgers I mean you got to share every single game every single season that I was there for eight years I mean you go into every single game expecting to win you know and you know you know you have a shot in every single season uh to get to the Super Bowl that's just how good Aaron is uh, but also I think Look, in Green Bay, there's a different level of expectation. As soon as you come through the door, um, you know, 10 wins isn't the expectation. A division title isn't the expectation. Making the playoffs isn't the expectation. The expectation is to win a Super Bowl. And being a young player, um, that kind of hits you right off the bat, man. I mean, it's like, shit, we're in here now. This is big-time football. Uh, you know, this. there's no more good effort, good job. It, it's we got to win some games. And – but when you see when you see you have Aaron Rodgers like that, it's so contagious to the rest of the group. Uh, just elevates everybody else's game, right? Because you don't want to be the one guy that lets down the team. You don't want to be that one guy that lets down uh, your position group from you know getting over the hump, winning a game, whatever it might be. But yeah, I think I mean, look, hey, ninety five percent of it is Aaron Rodgers. Man. I, I mean, he's just a special freaking dude. Teach, I mentioned that with Tom Brady when he was a free agent. I was like, hey, listen, as somebody that got to watch when Peyton was in the building. As soon as a guy like Tom Brady shows up in your building, nobody wants to fuck up. That's not just like offensive line, punter, kicker. That's like laundry folks, equipment managers, athletic trainers. Like everybody's heightened. I'm not saying the Packers haven't been like that forever, but there's just levels to this shit. And I don't think that is talked about nearly enough. No, it's not. And, and it honestly, I mean, I don't know how you win without it being that way. I don't know how you at least don't win championships without it being that way. And that's, for me, what's been so hard with Aaron Rodgers and why I think he ultimately decided to go back to Green Bay, look, man, he's like he's got to win another freaking Super Bowl, man. I mean, with, with how much talent he has, with how much talent they have on the team, and, and you look at some of the squads that we had, 2014 being uh, an, a ridiculously talented team, lost in the NFC Championship game. You look at what happened, uh, you know, the last three years. I mean, two more lost in the NFC Championship game last year. I thought they were the more talent, most talented team in the whole NFL. They just had a bad day against San Francisco at the wrong time. But, look, you, you have guys like that. It just changes the complexity of the entire building. I mean, and not that it's adding, you know, unnecessary stress or anything like that or unnecessary pressure uh, where it does need to be, but it, it really allows you to focus on one thing, and that's just being great, and that's winning freaking championships. Now, I know they haven't been able to do that over in Green Bay since 2010, which has been a travesty, but I would be shocked 
if Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay without another title. I mean, that's just I, – I think that's got to be his ultimate motivation. I think for the other players on that team, they understand that too. Dave Bakhtiari, phenomenal player. You know, he came in 2014 or 13. We had a really good couple years, and he's never been there. But he understands how important it is not only for him to get to that Super Bowl and win one, but how important it is for Aaron to get to the Super Bowl and win one, for how much he's done for not only that organization, but everybody that's ever played with him, man. I think it's just – He's he's got to win one, and I, I think they will. I really hope they do at least because for him, um, nobody else, n- nobody deserves it more than him, man. For what it, what he's given to that organization, and hey, uh, you know, for teach. what seventeen, eighteen years now, man, he's got to win one. Teed, you're great on the internet streets, but you know all the people are going to attack you for complimenting Aaron like this. Mm-hmm. But whenever you start referencing like, oh, two thousand, yeah, hey, by the way, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel, too. It's like, oh, so I'm just supposed to sit here and let these doofuses just say whatever the fuck they want, like they have been for <laughs> the last 15 years on this guy and not stick up for him. But it feels like the narrative outside of his teammates and outside of Green Bay is so much different than what it is with his actual teammates. Now, granted, Greg Jennings, if we're... I don't know what happened between those two. I'm not going to ask. I assume something happened. Let's hope they put their swords down. And I don't think Aaron's saying anything about Greg, by the way. I think it's just a one-way street there. Who knows? How come you think it's so hard for some people to get past the initial thought that he's just the biggest piece of shit of all time, Aaron Rodgers? Why, why, why do you think it is like that? There's still people on the internet that act like that. Like, you're going to get attacked by them today for saying, nobody deserves a Super Bowl more than there. Like, well, what does that even mean, this guy? Like, literally, yeah. there's people that, like, hate him, hate him. I don't know why it doesn't make a lot of sense to me i don't think i don't get it either i mean is there a difference between you know personal hate and professional hate i mean obviously i could see other teams and you know media writers from maybe chicago or minnesota you know there was already that example a couple months ago with the whole mvp voting but um i don't I, i think a lot of the hate he gets is more professional hate and look, that just comes with the territory. I mean, Tom Brady gets a lot of that too. Aaron Rodgers probably gets a little bit more. And I know this past season he got his uh, fair share uh, with, yeah, the, yeah, with everything that went on yeah. with the uh, you know COVID and whatnot. But look, I think everywhere you go, I mean, you look, he's been there, what, 18 years now? Not every single person that's been in that locker room that leaves that locker room is going to come out of there with glowing reviews or, hey, this guy was my favorite or whatnot. You're, you can't make everybody happy, especially if you're in that position as Aaron Rodgers. I mean, but you always have a couple bad apples. You mentioned Greg Jennings. There's been a couple other guys along the way that seem to kind of go out of their way to, you know, be negative whenever they can. I don't understand it. I don't ever know what really happened with a lot of those situations. To me, it just looks like uh, a lot of bitterness that's just kind of piled up and, you know, you give guys a platform and sometimes they stick their foot in their mouth. But with Aaron Rodgers, look, I think he, he just, he is who he is. And that's, for me, that's what I like most about him. I mean, you know exactly what you're going to get from him every single day. You know he's going to be a consistent human being. If he disagrees with you or you disagree with him, you hash it out like men. There's no there's no feuds. There's no, you know, kind of being a yes man, just whatever Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, let's just agree with him. We've had our share of disagreements, but ultimately, I think that's how respect grows in a locker room. And that's um, every locker room I've ever been in with him in the eight years I was there. I mean, was it all, you know, roses and rainbows and happy no not all the time but you hash it out like men and and you hash it out as friends and that's something that look i think uh, might be rare nowadays because it's just a different breed of players a lot of these kids coming out of college now um you know they the criticism right doesn't really sit well with a lot of these guys 
they don't like being called out anymore like they used to. And that's why I think you've seen a little bit of an evolution with coaching. I mean, look, Nick uh-huh. Saban and Bill Belichick are two of the more notorious kind of, you know, a-hole type coach you've got. Those guys are grandfathered in. They've won a lot of championships. Oh, yeah. If you're going to come out as a coach that hasn't done anything and try to be, uh, you know, Mr. Asshole on the first day and a prick to all your players, that doesn't resonate anymore. It doesn't resonate. And you've seen it a lot in recent years with, um, you know, coaches that have come in and, I mean, not to throw anybody to the bus, but Joe Judge kind of seems like that's how it was in New York. I mean, Matt Patricia certainly yeah. a little bit of that in Detroit as well. It just doesn't resonate with these players anymore. But as long as you have a leader and a veteran guy like Aaron Rodgers that's able to smooth everything out professionally and handle it, it handle everything in a uh, just respectful manner, I mean, that goes a long way in the locker room, and that just sets a tone for how players are supposed to act. Uh, down the road. I watched uh, Adam Thielen. He has a podcast and Kirk Cousins was on there and they were talking about this one sideline clip where Kirk Cousins was like telling Adam like you gotta fucking like you gotta go and Kirk was talking about how Thielen told him earlier in the game hey instead of running that at 7 I'm gonna run that like 13 or whatever and Kirk described like yeah okay well you're gonna have to hurry the fuck up because Khalil Mack is trying to get me and he then went on to say like that's why Adam Thielen's good though. We can have that disagreement on the sideline. He's a Emotionally intelligent, I believe, is how yeah. uh, Kirk described it. Enough for us to get into it on a sideline and then move on. It feels like those days are past. It's a whole new generation. And not that everybody yeah. in the past loved being criticized <laughs> by their coaches. I mean, there were some days where I was getting chewed out where I didn't love it. I was like, all right, I, I, don't, I don't fucking love this. But then once you get better and you get over the hurdle, there's like a sense of like, hey, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that is, it's just a, it's a different world now. It's, uh, yeah. it's wildly different, TJ. The boys yeah. have some questions for you, man. What's up, fellas? No, what were you going to say? You were going to say something good there? I don't know. Oh, what... no, I was just going to say it. It's, it's just, uh, it's a different era, and, and people respond differently to, uh, you know, hard coaching, criticism. I mean, look, we came in the league same time, 09, and, um, I mean, it, it's okay to be pissed off about that, but you got to use it as some sort of motivation. Yes. And I think there's just too many players now that instead of doing that, they just kind of hamper themselves, get down to the dumps, and, hey, I want to get traded. Hey, I want to go here. I don't, I don't want to play for this guy anymore. It's like this NFL football, man. <laughs> I mean, it's, just, it's a high-pressure, stressful job. There's a lot of dudes out there that are competing for one spot on that team. And um, it's just – I just feel like it's just a bit of a different different era of, we of sa- kids coming out of college these days. Hey, we sound like old dudes in the front yard yelling, but it's real. Because the transfer portal is also lending into this, right? Guys don't yeah. like the way they're – either the opportunity or how they're getting coached. And it's like, well, I'm out of here. I'm going somewhere else. And then there's like 2,000 kids in the portal, and then there's only 130 teams. And some of these kids are just sitting there. It's – it's a different era, I understand, but also we got to find some grit in here a little bit too, because real life yeah. is gonna, you know, call on that at some point. Go ahead, Ty. Teach the Packers have to replace a bunch of guys on their O line this year, and we've seen a lot of O line movement already uh, in free agency. And I don't think I don't know if you ever really had to deal with it, where you have a bunch of new guys coming in like that. But how difficult is that when you have three new guys coming in on the offensive line in the off season? And has there ever been a situation where, like, you know, like, oh, this guy's gonna stink, and this just isn't gonna work out? with what we have going on here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's tough to replace a high number like that. Um, obviously, you look at Green Bay, they lost uh, – well, they released Billy Turner, uh, Lucas Patrick, who was a starter for them, kind of on and off, who uh, developed into a pretty good player, just signed with Chicago. Um, look, the good part about the, or about Green Bay is that, you know, Elton Jenkins should be back. 
Um, next year, I know he tore his ACL kind of later in the midseason last year. He should be back. He's a really good player. But, you know, you're always looking for chemistry on the offensive line. You're always looking for continuity. And when you can replace one guy, remember 2014, we lost our center. We brought in Corey Lindsley. He was a fifth-round draft pick. And he was our day one starter. But what helped him and what helped all of us was that it was one guy, right? The four other guys on the offensive line have been playing together for a couple of years. We, we had the chemistry. So when you have one guy in there, it's, it's easier. When you have two or three guys, um, it depends. Young guys are probably easier to fit in because they don't know anything different. I mean, you can kind of bring them in and build them a whole new system. And, and, and with the words and with the chemistry and everything you're trying to build, when you bring in older players – it's a little bit more challenging, I think, because everybody's got their own set of words. Hey, I call this block this. You guys call it this. I want to call it this. And it's like, you can't, like, I remember when Jeff Saturday came over to uh, Green Bay. And Jeff is freaking awesome, man, one of my favorite teammates. But Jeff basically came in and he's like, look, this is how I've been doing it for 15 years. This is what I'm going to do. And all of us had to adjust. We're like, okay, I mean, <laughs> multiple time all pro, but, um, you know, I, it's easier if it's one guy, but, you know, I know I'm talking a little bit long here, but yeah, no, I think this is good. Uh, the, Nobody the talks quicker about you this can shit. get, the quicker you can build the chemistry on the offensive line and start to trust each other. I mean, obviously the better you're going to be. And with Green Bay, the good part about them is they've always had, you know, those one or two veteran guys that lead that offensive line room that allows those rookies to not only step in with the level of comfort that they're going to have these veteran guys to lean on, but, the expectation in that room has always been high. It was high when I got there in 09. I know it's still high to this day. And uh, so that, for a young offensive lineman, I think what they've done in that Green Bay Packer offensive line room for a lot of years now is one of the best spots to go into. TJ, I've been a part of, like, I think three or four offensive line chemistry building trips to bars in training during training camps. I think that those nights are awesome. I honestly believe that. And I've always said, you know, a team comes together much better around a keg than they do kale. But nowadays, with the modern, I don't know if there's, you know, like that chemistry being built. And I, I think offensive linemen are always going to be a gritty bunch and a tough bunch. But going back to it being a much different world now, I do wonder how you build up that chemistry, you know, the camaraderie, because that's always the most important part of every offensive line that I've ever seen ever operate at a high level. It's like, I need to be thinking what you're thinking. You need to be thinking what I'm thinking. And we're going out here and we're fighting, by the way. It's a, it's a different group than everybody else in, in the NFL, I think, that offensive line group. Oh, yeah, it's extremely unique. I mean, you have five guys that, look, your only stats that you get are negative, right? Oh, he let up <laughs> two hits. Oh, he let up two sacks. You know, oh, he, he had two holding calls, right? You never really see the, the positive part of being an offensive lineman and look I think that's part of our DNA you have to be built that way you have to be built in the the fashion where you don't need somebody kissing your ass you don't need uh you know people to say oh look at the left guard what a phenomenal job you don't need that you do it selflessly so everybody else can get their accolades and their attention that they need um but it's a unique group I mean we don't really talk too much in public about what goes on at, you know, O-line dinners and whatnot. <laughs> but those were some of the, oh honestly, the best times of my career were getting out of the building, um, spending time really with the does. offensive linemen. I mean, Aaron Rodgers and the quarterbacks always used to come out because it was just so damn fun. It's so fun when you could just uh, go out as boys and as brothers and just chill and sit there. And honestly, it feels like, you know, we all remember being in college and having that tight-knit group of college buddies – 
And that's how it feels in the NFL when it comes to offensive linemen, too. It just feels like you're right back in that zone of, I'm going to take care of this dude. I know he's going to do everything to take, take care of my back. And you just have that bond, man, and it's special. And what's special, too, is that, you know, I talk to guys being, uh, you know, doing some sideline work with the Lions now. I see some older NFL guys around stadiums. And you talk to those guys, and it's like, it, it's, you just fit right in, man. It's just like when they say it's like a fraternity and it's like a brotherhood, it really is just because it's such a unique uh, position to play. And it's such a unique, um, you know, mindset for a lot of these guys where you don't feel like you're some superstar NFL player, right? You're an offensive lineman. You go out there, you do the dirty work, you do the grunt work, you do the gritty work, you go home, you have some beers and, and do it all again next week. Right. You, know, you don't you don't get all the attention other guys do. But you know what? I think most of us most of us love it that way, man. And it's a special. Uh, it's it's definitely a special uh, group of people. I've been taking advantage of it. Some of those offensive line things. You know, they're like, hey, you want to come out uh, tonight? Blah 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 and blah blah blah. Has got a table at uh, whatever. You want to stop by? Absolutely, I'll come through. You know, and then you know that first beer is a big cheers, mm-hmm. and then we go ahead and house it, and then somebody's like, uh, you want another one? Yeah, yeah, sure. I'll take another one. <laughs> then all of a sudden it's like 2, 3 a.m. And it's like, man, this dude's 325 pounds. I am not. <laughs> what was I doing here? But that type of respect and chemistry, you know, you can't earn that in the locker room. That has to happen elsewhere. No. Hopefully that's still happening, especially with COVID going away. Not, whoa, 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 whoa. Especially with yeah. the, uh, yeah. Possibly. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Actually, it's fucking, gone. we beat that song. Yeah. yeah. Right, go ahead, Connor. Yeah, TJ, you mentioned the Lions. What's the vibe like in Detroit? Is everyone all in on MCDC, or do you think there might be some dark days ahead, especially if the Packers might win a Super Bowl? And maybe leaving, going uh, to San Antonio. Oh, yeah, San Antonio. Uh, yeah, maybe going yeah um, no, man, I think there's a lot of optimism, to be honest with you. Um, now, what I don't know is, you know, they've been pretty quiet in free agency. They've signed a lot of their uh, their own free agents back. Um, they've signed DJ Chark about a one-year deal, which could be a win-win for both guys, uh, you know, the player and the team. Uh, but I don't know how much their plans changed after Aaron Rodgers decided to come back because not only with the Lions, but, you know, with Chicago and Minnesota, you haven't really seen any of those teams really do a whole bunch in free agency. I think that's because, you know, with Aaron Rodgers coming back and what Green Bay is trying to do by going all in again and winning, they just know they're probably still going to be a year or two away from competing for that division title. But I tell you what, man, um, I've never seen so much excitement around a you know two win football team as I have here. <laughs> I mean, because people just and honestly, what it is is people love Dan Campbell. I mean, he is so open, he's so honest, he's so transparent. And a lot of people kind of rag on him because he he has so many of these silly not you know us. catchphrases no, 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 no. and biting kneecaps and what? you know bringing lions live real life fucking lions to practice. <laughs> I mean, people kind of hit on him for that a little bit. But I'll tell you what, man, I think a lot of people are for the first time in a long time in Detroit kind of believing in the plan. And I think the expectations are realistic from the fan base, knowing that. They're probably not going to win the NFC North this year. You know, it might take another couple of years. And I think you've seen that kind of reflect in in what they've been doing free agency by not making any huge splashes. But um, Foxy will tell you, man, people are fucking fired up for Lions football. People are fired up. I'll tell you what, man, people are fired up. Fired up. And it sounds like what you're saying, what I've been saying this whole time, is we're going 10-7 and and winning a playoff game next year. What do you think about that? There's no chance. I mean, yeah, with the seventh team in now, like – 
Here's the thing, as Lions fans, I mean, you can't look at Cincinnati, you know, you can't look at them as an example, a team that went from worst to first because, look, they have Joe fucking Burrow, right? Lions don't have that. Um, But what you can look at is some of these other teams that were in the seventh seed, you know, in the last couple years, you're like, "Ah, I don't think the Lions are that far off. Now, they've obviously got a lot of work to do in the draft coming up and and hopefully address – some defensive issues that they've got. But, uh, no, man, I'm telling you, I would not be surprised if that is a – I'm not going to predict them to win a playoff game, Foxy, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're kind of the sleeper team this year that, right. oh, that, that can win more games. Tage, I, I mean, you listen, MCDC playing this year or not? Who? Motor City Dan Campbell. Is MCDC playing or coaching next year? Well, I think he's coaching, Pat. Nah, they got no chance. Yeah, that's right. They put MCDC on the field. Maybe we get that's to the right. playoffs. That's right. And I can't wait till he subs himself in there oh, at some point. Yeah. That means that we're big MCDC fans mm-hmm. around here. Last question. Oh, here. he's the man, dude. The man. Teej, last question here coming from Tone. Teej, speaking of disagreements, building camaraderie, what's your fucking problem with the Steelers? Yeah, what is that all about? <laughs> what's your problem, dude? What is your problem? You hate dude, Italians? I, you don't like Italians? Oh, jeez. Look. Pittsburgh people are some of the most sensitive people around there. You can't say anything Uh-oh. like open and honest without them getting so fucking offended. Not by about everything. seven, dude. Not about I mean, seven. Tone, like, you really think Ben Roethlisberger was like good last year? I don't yeah. know what to tell you, man. Yeah. <laughs> I know he's Holy your freaking shit. hero and all that, yeah. but good Lord, buddy. How do you feel about them signing Mitchell Trubisky? What do you think about – hey, hold on. So Mitchell Trubisky, Tyrod Taylor, Teddy Bridgewater. Now Baker's allegedly on the move. Matt Ryan's yeah. going to be on the move. How do you feel about these, like, last-chance quarterbacks almost? Their careers, these are probably their last stops. Do you think any of them have success, or do you think this is just kind of like another chapter? Look, I think, honestly, I think Trubisky is a dude – and I knew – I, I love to give him shit when he was playing in Chicago. That's just what we do in Detroit. You give Chicago teams shit anytime you can – um, Respect. I, I kind of like Mitch. I mean, I don't think he's going to be, you know, some crazy, uh, you know, Pro Bowl type player. But is he going to be a drop off from Ben Roethlisberger the last couple years? I don't think so. I mean, Ben Damn. could barely throw a freaking twenty yard out. You know, like I'm just being honest with you guys. Misinformation so I think on this Mitch, program. Again. I think Mitch, and, and you look at Mitch, man. I mean, he's, you know, he took the Bears really kind of bad program there for a couple years. He's still found a way to take them to a couple playoff appearances. So I wouldn't be surprised if he shocks some people. Now, here's the interesting question is Baker, what's kind of his, you know, career trajectory right now? Because honestly, I made this comparison this morning, just thinking about it. Is he kind of on the same trajectory as a Mitchell Trubisky? Is he kind of at the point of the end of his rookie, you know, contract where it's like, Okay, he does some good things, but he's not really consistent. I don't know if he's a guy we can build off of franchise guys. He going to have that same kind of trajectory? I don't know because depending on what you read or believe, it sounds like if Cleveland, whether they get Deshaun Watson or not, kind of sounds like they're prepared to move on from Baker anyway. So, yeah, yeah. Um, But I don't know, man. Your Colts down there, they need right. a quarterback too. <laughs> All right, Tage, thanks for stopping by. Can't wait to chat with you again. Colts will figure it out. All right, Tage, right, the Colts will figure it out. You know who won't? The Red Wings. Oh, Ladies oh, and gentlemen, oh, oh, TJ Lang. Yeah. Thank you, TJ. Thank you. All right, TJ. See you later, TJ. All right, TJ. See you later, TJ. All right, see you, dude. See you. Hey, it's been fun talking to you, TJ. All right, see you, TJ. Thank you so much. 
Uh, new league year begins in about three hours, actually two hours and 50. Seven minutes. Oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. Can't wait. Big math show. Can't wait yeah. to see who does what. Will more players be cut? Carl Nassib released mm -hmm. from the Las Vegas Raiders today. We assume that's a salary cap move. Mm -hmm. There will probably be more as teams try to kind of piece the puzzle together of their programs by 4 o'clock. The commanders just released Landon Collins. Okay, so Landon Collins is now on the market. Wow. Uh, Austin Hooper yeah. released mm -hmm. from the Browns. He'll be on the market. Carl Nassib, obviously. Johnny Hecker is going to yep. be released from the Rams. He'll be on the market. The Salary cap casualty day uh -huh. has arrived as the minutes click cl or tick closer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They click too. Well, they click clack and tick closer to the league year beginning. I think we should keep our eyes out to see more vets on their way out. At Ty Schmidt is here. At Boston Connors here. Tone Diggs, one half of the hammer. Don Cowboys is here. The other half of the Cowboys is in the back oh, dressed spectacularly. Oh. He is currently 0-2 in March Madness, but he's looking oh. to get hot tonight in two more playing games. Oh, yeah. yeah, we hit in the NIT, though. We're still, I mean, we're still, we're not <laughs> terrible. We're bad. We're not terrible. West Virginia didn't even get invited to the NIT, right? No, no CBI. CBI. What is that? The D2 NIT. That's She's fucking Louise. There's some good teams yeah. in the NIT this year, though. Like Texas A&M is very good. Oregon is still very good. How about Santa Barbara? Santa Clara? Yeah, them. That's Rothstein's squad. They're the favorites. They're in there still? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So West Virginia couldn't even get invited to the not-in no. tournament. No. No, 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 right. no. no. Not yeah. good enough. That CBI is... Oh, that's a poopy tournament. They should not be hanging their hats on making yeah. it. To, <laughs> it to We're going to win it. Don't you worry about it. Nick's here. Foxy's here. And Stone Cold ZD is what? here. Great work, Seat. The armpits look fantastic, as does the vest. Joining us from a mountain in the middle of nowhere with a new AI camera that would track his movements. Cool. Ladies and gentlemen, Super Bowl champion, COVID survivor, all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Pack, AJ Hall. You look wow. much better today. Wow. Really? You went to work last night. You were pissed off about being in 360p or 720 or whatever. You look amazing today, AJ. I have not changed uh, anything with my setup, but yeah, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I'm connected. Glad to be here. And Ty, I have not heard of that second-rate tournament that you call it a poopy tournament, so I will have to check that out this year. Well, I'm not going to check it out in the team that I cheer for when they're on TV is in it. So I don't think you should be taking any time out of your family vacation in the mountains to be watching any poopy basketball right. tournament. Because there's a good basketball tournament that started yesterday. Did you get to see any of those games? Will you watch March Madness? Or are you guys too busy skiing, snowboarding, fighting bears, feeding what? deer? Um, yeah, all of the above. But no, we're, we're heading out of town tomorrow. I'll be headed back to Ohio on Thursday, and I'll, I'll, I'll check out a good amount of it. What has happened so far in the tournament, though? I don't even know. Indiana uh, beat mm -hmm. Wyoming, and Texas... Are these playing games, or yes. are these real games? This is Dayton. Last night, two. Tonight, two. The first four are happening uh, yesterday and today. Indiana's in. Texas Southern is officially in. Tonight, the two teams that'll play is uh, Bryant and... Right State. Right State. Right State. State. And there's a guy named Peter Kiss on right. this Bryant squad yeah. who we need to score 26 points. I don't give a fuck what happens in that game. <laughs> right. This dude needs to score 26. And then the other game is Rutgers, Rutgers. and Notre Dame. And let's go, Rutgers. We obviously love Rutgers. Yeah, here we go, Rutgers. Notre Dame. We obviously love Rutgers. I don't know. I didn't know Notre Dame. I thought they were right play. before St. Patrick's. Was that Day? Notre Dame, like CC, like Texas AM? No, no, I don't know. The Irish. That's actual Notre Dame? That's yeah. Notre Dame. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> day before St. Patrick's Day as well. Hey, you made Lou. You made some news. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got tagged in that day? quite a bit. Yeah. What he did? What happened? And three things. He gave three things. Yep, three things for us to get back on the road to success. In my mind, one. I love Donald Trump more than anything in the world. <laughs> Two. Two. Donald Trump has done nothing but do what he believes will make our country number one again. And three. I need a fresh pair of Depends because I just poop my pants. Okay. Those are pieces of guess. Are those first two things real? Yeah, I that's what I, he said. I don't know. I, I, I didn't listen to this. I was going to say, I didn't read too much. He, he got a medal right from him. He <laughs> lost Dude, on. we saw. What was the first one again, Coach? <laughs> Go ahead. It was, I love Donald Trump more than anything other than Notre Dame football. Two. Donald Trump has done nothing but what he believes will take us back to number one, the best country in the world. And three. I need a fresh pair of Depends. I had applesauce for lunch. Ooh. Ooh. Messy poop. Is applesauce a squirt creator? Oh, yeah. Uh, Straight through. Is I didn't know that. Oh, Comes yeah. out the same way it went in. Oh, that's awesome. It's the button. All right, shots, Coach Lou Holtz, man. <laughs> Especially for Lou. I'll tell you what, Notre Dame the night before St. Patrick's is very, very interesting to think about. Yeah, I don't know. Is that kid for Bryant's a stud? That Kiss kid, I remember watching him, but he plays Wright State. Wright State's about 15 minutes from where I grew up. I played... Uh, I used to play tournament games in the Nutter Center, their home court. So watch out for the Raiders. The Wright State Raiders? They're the favorites. Yeah. I don't care if they win. I just need that Peter Kiss ass kicking, <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. trash talking, bucket making machine to fucking put up 26 oh, yeah. tonight. Yeah. I just learned of this guy's existence. I guess he is a savage on the court. Doesn't he average 25 like the yes. most out of anyone in D1? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 25 and a half over under at plus 100. Feels like a pretty good bet on FanDuel, but I mean, you tell me. Yeah, I hope he's hot. Hope it's not like an off night. You know, that's the problem about the tournament. If you're a scrub team and you have a hot night and you're hitting threes, you can win. If you're a great team, you could lose to anybody if you're just not making anything. Who's Ohio State playing? They got a pretty big ball game. Oh, yeah. They're sixth seed. You guys act like they weren't going to make the tournament. They're fucked. Loyola Chicago. They, they got they got the nun. They got old bag. Oh, they got oh, they got old Grandma Jean again or something. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You better hope we don't go in the first the round again, AJ, like last year. Sister Jean. Oh, she's still she's still around. Yeah. Oh my God! Oh, how dare you? Let's I mean, hope. like, is she still with the squad? Is this her team she was with originally? Yeah, she's doing this. Yeah. Sister Jean, looking only how I could look. Uh-huh. Woo! Yeah, she made like a Ric Flair return, dude. What are you even talking she's about? Be in PPG she beat arena. COVID. She's oh, 120 man. years old. She serves the Lord and Loyola. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's a good luck charm. Now they don't have that big Polish bastard like they did last year, Crotwig. which Jeff Goodman said is a problem. So I think Ohio State might actually win. But if you continue to step on all the traditions of the Ohio State, karma is going to kick them in the ass in favor of Sister Jean. So let's give one for the boys. OH! I'll give it to you, man. Yeah! Sister G. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, I'm on the Buckeyes. This is a good decision by you. This was a good That's decision. That's what the Bucks are going to do because, hey, it's all about winning. I, we need to win, and if there are some words thrown in Grandma Jean's direction, it's okay. It's all part of the sport. It's all, it's all competitive. Are those guys from Ohio that are playing for Ohio State, or were they recruited out of state? 
Uh, there's a mix of both. I mean, there's definitely Ohio guys, but there's a lot of guys from, from all over. The Ohio guys will look Sister Jean right in her face and say, God isn't real, bitch. <laughs> not today. That's what Ohio people will do. Yeah, sorry, sweetheart. Ohio people will do that. I'm not saying I did that. I'm just quoting an Ohio person yes. who had the opportunity to talk to Sister Jean face to face. I'm just saying that is something that an Ohio person would do. Age, I got good news for you. They are playing in Pittsburgh. I got a couple Pisons with no future I could tell to go down there and harass her all game long. We go. Not just a couple, by the way. There's a lot of Pisons we know with no future yeah. mm-hmm. that we can send down there to chit-chat with pinky rings on. You know what I mean? I appreciate it, Diggs. It may, well, if they can hang up their sticks from their street hockey game, right? I would assume those guys do the same thing. Yeah, yeah they would go straight from the game. Though. Wow. They'd probably wear their helmets still. While <laughs> she's up in her ivory tower making moves with no repercussions. Sister Jean <laughs> is a fucking gem of a human. Yeah. Wait, is she still a national treasure? Are we still talking about her all the time? Yeah. Yes. yes. AJ, wake up. I'm going to have to tune in. Well, it's Ohio State. I'd hope you would. Yeah, jeez. When's, when's the game? Oh, this guy. You don't even Friday. know. Friday. Thank you. you Thank you, actually. Dumb. I didn't know that either. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the first game on Friday. Yeah. Oh. I think it's Pick'em as well. So. Hey, by the way, enter our bracket Bonanza. You have until tomorrow at noon, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Tomorrow at noon. The PMS Bonanza 2.0 you can search for on the app thing that they have. Yep. The official March Madness Capital One Bracket Challenge app. You search PMS Bonanza 2.0. You can find it. You can scan this QR code, or we tweeted out the link. We have 18,000 people in there already before the brackets have even be, uh, been set. I assume tomorrow morning a lot of people are going to get in. Mm-hmm. One whole Bitcoin to the winner. Lunch with Mitt and an autographed Baby Duke to those who come in second wow. place. Wow. Third place, an autographed Baby Duke by the boys. And if you come in last... Dead last. There will only be one outright loser. So if multiple people come in dead last, we will randomly select the outright loser. You get the job shadow. Tone digs for a day. Yeah. Had a baby. A lot of people are going to be tanking their brackets in hopes to win that. Remember, only one outright loser will get to see Tone Diggs and how he operates throughout an entire Friday. There's going to be a lot of disappointment when you get here. Well, can that's. Can they. Well. Do they get to show up to your house in the morning and rollerblade with you to work? Yes. 6 a.m. Yeah. Can't wait. I might so, try to lose. 6 well, I mean, we could do for AJ. If you come in 50th, you get to have dinner with AJ Hawk. Oh, Ooh. in Ohio at the Chop House. Yes. yes. Holy it's being rebranded. You know that. It's being yes. rebranded. Yeah, to the AJ Hawk Chop House? <laughs> No, I don't think I'm going to have any part of it. Hawk it is, is the uh, is the logo like your fingers <laughs> making a P and an H just naturally? Ooh. So it's like C H O and then A J's fingers. Yeah, it's like P H O U S E. Is that is that what it is? is I mean, it, if that would bring people in the door to eat the food and make money, maybe maybe we'll do it. C H O P H O U S E. There. I mean, let's go. Is it the A J Hawk Chop House? No, it is not, but it, it, I think you guys even brought up on the, on the show. It, it's being rebranded, right, and they're renaming it. I don't know what it's going to be, though. Urban, Urban's been through enough. Now he loses his chop house, his dance house. That's yeah. brutal. What's that all about? Come on. Let the guy live. Finger gun capital of the world. Come What's on. What's he up to? What's that? What's Urban up to? You know what he's doing. He's on a boat. Well, it is spring break, so. Maybe he is on a boat. Yeah. He's definitely down. Dope. Smoking yeah. dope. He's down a lot of dolly for spring break. Well, he needs to stay out of the elbow room. Yeah, uh-huh. down there in Lottie Dottie. And if it goes, just stay off the dance floor. Yeah. Stay off the dance floor. That's what well, I told you. Easier said hands than done. pockets. AJ, yeah. what's the deal? Why do, you, why do you go to the dance floor? Is that guy just a mover and a groover, huh? I mean, he said, didn't he say that was his one big mistake? Shouldn't have gone to the dance floor. They're trying to get him on the dance floor, and you know you're not a dancer. I told the guys, should have just had the steak and then 
Should have just want her on my shirt and gone on the dance floor. That's what I told the guys. What did the guys say? Next question. Next question. <laughs> I'll revisit that dance floor because you weren't actually on the dance floor. You're actually sitting on a stool next yeah. to right. the dance floor. Mm-hmm. I'm not answering any more questions. Uh, an alternate video just came out, and there was more than one finger gun. Do you remember that? Like I said, should have went to the dance floor. Everybody knows when Urban Meyer hits the dance floor, finger guns become AK-47s. You know what I mean? That's right. Uh, I guess it's just called the Meyer Chop House, though. No, just Chop House 614. So they they dropped, they dropped Urban Meyer's name. It's still a Chop House. Is that how many wins he has at Ohio State? I don't think he's got that many. He was only there, what, seven years? And so total seven wins. Though. Maybe total wins. In his entire history of six one yeah. Six one four is the area code. Oh, it's stupid area code. Oh. Oh, oh what's, what are the next seven digits of your number, AJ? I don't have it. I don't have a six one four area code. Mine. I got my phone back in Green Bay. Oh, what is it? Nine two zero. That's my area code. Nine two zero four five five five. Oh, come on! Five, don't do that Hollywood shit. Yeah, yeah, come on. Don't do that. Is that? Does anybody have a five 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 number? Maybe oh, that's why Hollywood does it. It's annoying too. It's hard for me to take a movie serious immediately upon me hearing five 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 too. <laughs> Could have got a little bit more creative. Yeah. Like one, two, three is better than you doing five, five, five. Let's talk about some stuff. Baker Mayfield said goodbye to Cleveland in a long note uh, screenshot. He, everybody's saying it's not an official goodbye, but it sure felt like Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns are kind of done. Obviously, the Browns met with Deshaun Watson just yesterday. An inside source alleges that it was a good meeting between the Browns and Deshaun Watson. That team obviously stacked, packed to the gills. They got some money. They are releasing Austin. Hooper to free up some more cap space. Is that for Deshaun Watson? Is that for another move that they have to make on the D-line like Chandler Jones? Baker Mayfield seems to be moving on. Sorry, Baker Reagan Mayfield seems to be moving on. And Pro Football Network's Tony Pauline is reporting that Baker wants to go to the Colts. How do you feel about this, AJ, and what are your thoughts on it all? Well, the only way Baker leaves Cleveland, right, is if they ship him out because they're bringing Deshaun Watson in, correct? Bingo. So, I mean, there's no guarantee they get Deshaun Watson. We know that. There's multiple teams going for him. So, is this, for Baker, is the damage already done with the organization? He he sounds pretty hurt or sad by whatever's going on. That's why he puts this out when I'm sure the team doesn't enjoy the fact that he put this out. Let's read this message here. Let's read this message from Baker Reagan Mayfield. BRM. What what do you think that is? Why do you put your full name? Just to let people know, hey, I'm a fucking professional. Cleveland, he says in bold title of the note, is Cleveland comma. (laughs) The past four years have been nothing short of truly life-changing since I heard my name called on draft day to go to Cleveland. This is not a message with hidden meaning, all right? This is strictly to thank the city of Cleveland for embracing my family and me. We have made many memories and shared growing in this process through all the ups and downs. I have no clue what happens next, which is the meaning behind the silence I have had during the duration of this process. I can only control what I can, which is trusting in God's plan... God's plan. God's plan. God's plan. God's plan. Throughout this process, I have given this franchise everything I have. That is something I've always done at every stage and at every level. And that will not change wherever I take my next snap. Whatever happens, I just want to say thank you to the fans who truly embrace who I am and the mentality that aligns so well with this city's hardworking people. Cleveland will always be a part of Emily and my story. And we will always be thankful for the impact it has had and will have in our lives. Sincerely, Baker Reagan Mayfield. Wow. 
Sounds like Baker knows something that the public doesn't. Like maybe the Browns are definitely moving on, whether they get Deshaun Watson or not. This is certainly an interesting note section that you would put out if you were to go back to said team. But anything can get handled with good football. So maybe Baker Reagan Mayfield goes back to Cleveland because it feels like Deshaun's going to Atlanta today. And Atlanta has reached out to him with an entire pitch deck. He's reached out to Atlanta. It's his home. And the Colts feel like they're just sitting in limbo. Wherever Deshaun goes, we're picking up the contract or the quarterback from that place. That's what's being reported. Who knows what's real and what isn't, though, AJ? So, I mean, there has to be a good chance that Baker Mayfield is back in Cleveland, right? Because if even if they don't get Deshaun, how are they still – they already picked up Baker's option. How would they move on for him? Who comes in? What do you do? Make a trade for Matt Ryan straight up? Or Mariota's still out there. Jimmy. Jameis Winston's still out there. But you already picked up his fifth-year option, though. Yeah, yeah but so some other team can, too. I, but I, I would assume if you get Deshaun, they would say, okay, cool, we'd love to have Deshaun. But if not, we'll stay with Baker. That's what I would think they would be doing. Yeah, but if they trade away his fifth-year option and get Mariota at like $4 million, $5 million a year, and they think he's an upgrade. Not say, and by the way, I'm not saying this. I'm just saying you got to think for Andrew Barry. Why would Baker put that message out if he didn't hear that he was probably going to be on the move next season? Yeah. It feels like that is – right? Are we? Am I misreading that? Yeah. I, no, you're not misreading. It definitely sounds like he feels like I won't be at Cleveland anymore. But I don't. Do you think Cleveland feels that way? Cleveland may have told him, "Hey, I want to be upfront with you. I want to be honest. We're going to go after. We're going to explore bringing Deshaun Watson in here. I don't want you to be offended. Whatever. We're going to do what's best for the team." And then left it at that. And then Baker takes it as I'm gone. Some report came out and said that they have been transparent with Baker, that they are going to look at all top-tier quarterbacks that are potentially available. Maybe more has come from that, and I forget who reported that. So let's assume they are maybe looking in on Russell Wilson then too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Which Baker probably heard. They're in on Deshaun. Obviously, publicly, we've heard that. So if you're Baker, are you like, I don't want to fucking go back to this team? Is it Baker maybe saying, like, hey – I appreciate what you guys have done, but at this point, why would I want to go back to this team? And maybe that's the difference between professional football and college and high school football. That, I'm, not, I'm not 100% sure. That's kind of how friend of the program, Dano Orslovsky, was spinning it this morning. Like, no matter if they don't get Deshaun or whatever, that, that there's no way that Baker can go back to that team and not feel like disrespected and stuff like that. And can he play with, <laughs> under that circumstance? I played with broken, humorous, and torn. Thing. Come on. Mm-hmm. Guy was in a sling all year. They had him throwing 60 times trying to make him look bad. Setting him up for failure. For the shoot. So wait, though. Is, is Dane Orslovsky saying because, not because of the letter Baker put out, but because it's been public that mm-hmm. Cleveland's trying to court Deshaun Watson to town that there's no way Baker can come back and be the guy now just because of that? Listen, Dan says a lot of stuff. Seems mm-hmm. like that. Okay, but that, you, that he might be talking from where he thinks Baker's at right now. As yeah, opposed to. Hey, Baker absolutely has – he 100% should feel that way a little bit. They should sting. It should hurt a little bit that they may be going after Deshaun Watson. But if you take a step back and say, all right, what's the best for me? I got to I gotta be ready when it's my time to go, wherever that may be, and not just instantly turn off Cleveland because what if Cleveland wants to move on from him? You send you somewhere to be a backup. Like, you want to do that? So the interesting thing here is – and this is a much different level – but the Colts, when a new regime came in, they told me they were going to bring in four guys that knew how to directional punt, and you need to figure it out or we're going to cut you. This is a contract year for me, by the way. You need to figure it out and go elsewhere. And I immediately thought, fuck these dudes. 
okay? But also for my job, okay, I better figure out how to fucking do directional punting. And when these dudes show up, I need to dunk on these dudes. That happened throughout your entire career at a lot of positions. I assume this happened to you as well. The fact that it's the quarterback position, it's a little bit different, I guess, especially because the conversation about Baker's future contract stipulations have been in conversation. And last year was obviously drama-filled. Maybe Baker just wants a fresh start. But also with what you're saying, it's like, hey, this is what the NFL is. This is how it's always going to be. You can still prove that you're going to be the guy for Cleveland long-term by coming out and balling next year. That's what you're saying? Absolutely. And like I said, it's not easy. It can't be easy for Baker sitting there knowing what he played through and the pain that he played through and what he's done, that the team is out there searching for this other guy, searching for Deshaun Watson. But once you get over that, once you let that anger settle down a little bit, it's like you. Use it as your motivation. Like, all right, I don't care. If these guys don't believe me, cool. I'm going to kill everybody out here. They're all going to see who I am, and everyone's going to forget that they even went after Deshaun Watson. Bingo. And then you can actually hit some of these every single time to your own team. That happens a lot. Yeah, I believe me. A lot of the best things that happen are because you are really mad at your coaches or different people in the organization, and it feels very good to do things when that's the case. One million percent, by the way. that uh, And Baker seems to have that mentality, that chip on his shoulder. He's tough as nails. He took... One of the hardest shots I've ever seen in college when he tried to run away and that cop just blasted oh, yeah. almost <laughs> his hand into the concrete. That's, that honestly is one of the most impressive things I have ever seen. And also the cop, great angle. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Former Sooner, probably. Great coverage. I mean, he's lucky Baker's head didn't hit that that ledge and he would be dead. Like, Baker, <laughs> he can absorb a hit, man. Yeah, we, we saw a guy Taco Bell this morning get Ooh, picked up yeah. and dumped on his head. And My he was God. Like, immediately upon the head hitting the ground. So at that state of mind, I think it only takes a little bit, too, for you to potentially be Mm night-night. Baker was able to survive that hit and a lot more. He's a tough son of a bitch, that guy. On 316 day, too, I couldn't imagine Baker Mayfield coming to Indianapolis Colts, how pumped that would be. Do you think at this point now, because there are a couple teams that haven't done anything quarterback-wise and are kind of on the outside looking in, like, will this – increase his worth if he were to be traded or like is the book kind of already out on him like i don't know if the colts would necessarily be like okay well it didn't work with cars we'll give you our first round yeah well and that's that's the other part of it is i mean he's he sure as hell isn't going for a first round pick you'd think well i mean where is the closest cheesecake factory okay all right you're a terrible person and what happened we'll move on Okay, well, I love Cheesecake Factory. I don't know what happened. Hey, me too, by the way. Fucking love it. This AJ. Poor AJ ordered it every single night yeah, at the house. Spent yeah. $5,000 on Thank cheesecake. you for that. Yeah, thank, thank you, AJ. Thank you, thank you AJ. AJ did that strictly because he eats a terrible meal. Yeah. That is just the blandest chicken of all time, and I need plain-ass rice. Mm-hmm. But he also wants to fit in an order for everybody else. Right. And Cheesecake Factory has those options. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so that's why AJ goes, right? Am I accurate? Yeah. No, because they have the biggest menu. I say it all the time. It's the greatest restaurant in the history of, of the earth. Yeah. I don't know what you guys are talking about, what happened, but the menu is gigantic, so I could order for a house full of 20 people, and everyone seemed to be somewhat happy with what I ordered. It's a good move, because you do eat like a robot, like a machine, yep. but you can still fit in and say, guys, I'll order food. Because normally, with the people who eat like you do, there's only a couple places, mm-hmm. right. and it's all that terrible trash, I don't have taste buds food. Exactly. Yeah. A cheesecake Factory has it all for you. It was perfect. Watching you work the Cheesecake Factory uh, menu Pumped. was so good. Four times. I think I ordered four times for the house in that week. In four days. Yeah. Yeah. It was bum, 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 bum. Every yeah. night. You were a hero. You were a fucking hero. There's many corn dogs. Oh. oh, my God. Egg rolls. Oh, the yeah. Fried Oreos. Oh. Oh. They 
Hey, I had to, Pat, I had to search for, I remember I told, told Sam and you, I was like, let me get Cheesecake Factory. What do you guys like? And you're like, mini corn dogs. Love mini corn dogs. And I spent 20 minutes scrolling the menu and I was like, oh, it's on the kids' menu. My bad. Like, I had to find your meal on the kids' menu. <laughs> was it my meal? Okay, I was just asking for it to yeah, be a part yeah, of yeah. the snack for everybody. Jeez oh, yeah. Louise. Anyways, um, I forget what we're going to say about Baker. Deshaun's so, going. Baker open a Cheesecake Factory or something? Sorry, we're getting away from that. All right, Gumpy's on too in March Madness. So <laughs> we have to remember that anything coming out of that head with that great shirt on yeah. and those incredible glasses potentially coming from a, you know, an upset man. And That's his right. soul is a little bit down right now. Okay, dude. He will turn that whole thing around. But Baker Mayfield coming to the Colts. You like that more than Jimmy G? So here's the thing. No way. Jimmy G's fucking come on, Jimmy. Yeah. Come on, Jimmy. In the San Francisco 49ers were able to clear some more cap space by turning uh, George Kittle's contract into signing bonus and Eric Armstead. Eric oh. Armstead's uh, salary into um, a signing bonus. They saved like $18 million or yep. something. Mm-hmm. Which, once again, tells salary cap isn't real. Okay, it's not fucking real. Anybody that tells you it is is making an excuse on why they're not doing something to make the team better. Okay, so you just need to know that I'm happy we can be the spotlight for that entire initiative. But if you look at what the Colts have done, and I don't want to be this guy, but I'm be this guy. We love our money in house. Mm-hmm. We love our draft picks. We have no first round pick this year because we paid Carson Wentz thirty million dollars. He's no longer on the team this year. Yes. The year before that, we paid Philip Rivers $25 million and Jacoby Brissett $20 million. Then you go back even further to the Andrew Luck whenever he retired. We have spent like $120 million on quarterbacks in the last four years. None of them are still on the team, and we lose our first-round pick. It's kind of completely counterproductive to the entire narrative of what happens, but I feel like the Colts are going to swing big on a quarterback, whether it's Matt Ryan, Baker Mayfield, or anybody else. I feel like that is still to happen in the next few days, but it all is dependent upon Deshaun Watson, and that is what we just sit around and wait for here in Indianapolis, I guess. So is there any, for many of the the so-called experts, the insiders, is there any timetable on what could happen with Deshaun and when something might happen? So the Houston Texans just tweeted a photo of Casario on the phone. Mm-hmm. He looked very cool. Yeah, he did. He <laughs> looked very, very, very cool. And allegedly, reports have said any team that wants to sit down and talk with Deshaun, they had to present a trade offer to the Houston Texans first. So anybody that is meeting with Deshaun Watson has already been approved for what they have offered up to the Texans for Deshaun Watson. For instance, Cleveland met with him yesterday. They had to present a trade option to the Houston Texans. Houston Texans say, that'll do. Mm-hmm. Go to the next room. Have a meeting with Deshaun Watson. The Falcons had to do the same thing. Panthers and Saints had to do the same thing. So Casario, I believe, has confirmed all the teams that have met with uh, Deshaun Watson. This photo was tweeted by the Texans. It said, Casario just sent us this photo. Didn't tell us what it meant, but he's cooking or something like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So maybe today, maybe tomorrow. Who knows how this will all plan out. But I assume they're trying to get Deshaun Watson's contract off their books sooner than later. Yes, they, they absolutely would like to get his contract off the books, but who is going to be the Houston Texans quarterback then? Dougie Davis Mills. Come on. I mean, the Atlanta thing intrigues me to see if Matt Ryan would slide on over to Houston if they did that. Everybody's saying wherever Deshaun goes, their quarterback's coming to the Colts. It's a three-team. Baker, no- to, honestly, Baker to Indianapolis 
makes some sense to me. It really does. Frank Reich said to James Palmer yesterday, allegedly, I think it was James Palmer. Was it James Palmer that had he to report? He reported it, yeah. Frank Reich told him that he wants a quarterback that is available for OTAs and uh, offseason, everything like that. So does that mean Matt Ryan is who he's looking for? Because yeah, Baker's still coming out of that surgery, right? I mean, he's still got his entire thing going yeah. on. Non-throwing shoulder, though, right? Yeah, Jimmy G just had shoulder surgery, so mm-hmm. he's not available. So all eyes seem to go to, if you take that mm-hmm. statement for fact, seems like Matt. It does. Hey, he's a player. Matt Ryan's yeah, a hell of a player. player huh? He's once an MVP, AJ. He's once an MVP. Been to a Super Bowl. The guy's been to a Super Bowl, yeah. Mm, he had a 25 point lead. He's up yeah. a What's going on with play calling? Matt Ryan didn't want to do that. He no, no. Yeah, hey, the good thing is, though, hey, Matt's not going to scramble all around town. He's going to sit in the mm-hmm. pocket and let that thing fly. Yeah, and the good news is doesn't have to throw it deep because we don't have a deep threat. No. So <laughs> Mo Ali Cox, Mo Ali Cox just got re-signed. Uh, mm-hmm. He's big body. He used to play basketball. Fucking hit him for sure. five, seven yards. Yep. Hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor. Let's keep this thing moving. Mm-hmm. Bring Kenny Moore over to offense. Okay. Have okay. him play like Cordero Patterson on both sides. Hand it off to him. A little scat back. Naeem Hines is still sure. around. Oh, yeah. Put uh-huh. him at the slot. Matt Ryan can make all of those throws. As can Jimmy G. As could Baker Mayfield. Oh, maybe you bring in Hooper, too. A little Atlanta reunion sure. between Hooper and Matt. Cordero Ice. Patterson, too. Cordero, sure. bring him in. Bring in Gilly Lock on the defensive side yeah. of the ball. Mm-hmm. Chandler Jones on the D-line. Sure. Oh, my God. The Colts are all of a sudden winning the fucking Super Bowl. They're plus 2,800. Better get on that now, because uh-huh. that thing's going down to plus 200, probably, <laughs> after all the moves that Chris Ballard's going to make today. We're back in four minutes. What the fuck is going on? Why don't we sign somebody? We don't have a quarterback. Uh, yeah. quarterback. You were saying it before. They need to get a quarterback before a guy's going to come to the team and be like, yeah, I'm all in on Indianapolis, even though, you know, Sam Ellinger is quarterback right now. Jacksonville Jaguars have made a lot of moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Jets have made a lot of moves. Yeah. The Giants have made a lot of moves. The Cardinals, obviously, in the ball game. Dolphins. Dolphin. Seattle. They got rid of their quarterback. Yeah. They're allegedly not into the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes at all, even though that was supposed to be hot on the internet two weeks ago. Is that something with the owner of the front office that isn't allowing them to go after him or what? I'm not sure. I have no idea. But that was something where everybody's like, oh, they're getting all these picks for Russell Wilson so they can bundle that, send him to Houston, get Deshaun Watson in there. Allegedly, they haven't been in the conversation at all. All right, we're back in about four minutes with some phone calls on the Five Energy phone line. Cannot wait to chat with these people, AJ. I, hey. I'm excited to see what they like if they have similar views to you, like with the Colts, with whatever their team is. Like I don't know how people truly feel about these quarterbacks. Hey, real quick before we get through, how was the mountain safari yesterday? You see any bears? <sighs> oh, we did like this. We saw like a five thousand elk roaming around Ooh. and some bison, all kind of stuff. We were out That's out awesome. in this wagon being pulled by horses and freezing Jeez. cold, sleet and rain, but it was sweet. <laughs> Oregon yeah, Trail. Sounds what awesome. the hell, skiing? dude? Hey, skiing. Yeah, we got to get equipment that fits better and. Uh, yeah. Never skied before. My knees were in pain. But, yeah, it was fun. We'll do that. Ah, that we were in the back of a wagon being pulled by horses in the middle of sleet and rain. Yeah, but it was fun. Sounds This is the greatest spring break of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hey, no joke. This this morning we took them. We went to a hot springs. They had, like, five different hot springs you get in, and we just got back. And during it, we, my wife and I were like, this is the best trip we've had with the kids. Like, we have actually activities that seem to go somewhat well. And although it doesn't sound like it when it's presented to you, this is actually kind of, we're operating, you know, close to our peak level right now <laughs> compared to what we have in the past. Axel pooping at Hot Spring, any of them? Shockingly, Axel did not poop, but Axel's a big reason why we didn't ski all afternoon. That dude freaked out after 10 minutes, and it was a, a situation. <laughs> oh, no. I love that guy. 
joining us now is a man who I'd love to have a couple beers with. Uh-huh. It does appear as if he survived his trip to Vegas, which was happening last week, right. which is great news because we didn't know how that was going to go. Hockey icon, Stanley Cup champion, co-host of That's Hockey Talk, which is on tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern at YouTube.com forward slash That's Hockey Talk. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Rupper. Yeah. What's up? What's up, fellas? <laughs> What's wrong? What's up, man? You in a handball league? <laughs> <laughs> I got the, um, I, you know, I saw CFO Phil rocking the, the jersey online today, and I'm like, I got one of those bitches, so I put it on. I got one. <laughs> I was in the back. Nice. We got the, we got the tournament starting right now. I'm not dressed like Stone Cold, but come on, man. Hey, you look. We got. Hey, thank you, Rupper. Thank you, Thank you, Rupper. Hey, I was in. Uh, you said it. I was in Vegas last week, and uh, you know, maybe picked up a new style. I don't know. How was it? How was Vegas at this point? Because, you know, the Vegas scene was dead there for a bit. Yeah. Obviously. I wouldn't even know it was Vegas. Are they all the way back? Is Vegas all the way back? How was your trip out there? Did you win gambling? And did your liver say, all right, enough, let's get the fuck out of this hellhole? No, no, everything was great, man. I mean, you know what's what's funny is uh, we talked about this before. It's like prior Golden Knights, right? Like uh, they were in the finals. Geez, what year was that? That was 18 against the Caps, right? right. I've never been to Vegas prior to that. But since that team's gotten there, whether it's going there for NHL Network or then just going a few times on on personal, it's like I've been to Vegas a ton. Actually been good pretty much. uh, I feel like, I mean, I didn't go through that nasty stretch right at the beginning of COVID, but it was awesome, man. It was good. Uh, Everything was, people were out and about and, and, and jumping around and it was, it was, it was fun. It was a good time. The weather was cold though, man. It was not, not very, uh, not very warm, but you know, I had a great time, but it's just like any other, you know, everybody's always told me and, and I feel it when every time I go out there, it's like after about, you know, three days, four days, you're like, all right, dude, I'm good. So I uh, yeah. got out of there and, uh, you know, got back to work. So it was good though, man. I loved it. Great 72 hour time, you know? Great, yeah. great, seven two forty eight. I mean, depending upon how hard you go, mm-hmm. good to get in, see everybody. That's why the people that work there and are in the like VIP and work in the clubs and everything. There's been a couple of people I've seen there, like over a scan of like four years, where I'm there for forty eight hours trying to kill myself, and then I'm going home, and they got another dude who's coming in there trying to kill himself for the next forty eight hours, and they're there for four years or whatever. It's like your stamina is fucking. Unbelievable what they're able to shout out to the Vegas VIP. Yeah. Thank you, Vegas. Thank you. you know what? I uh, I went to um you know, I was out there for those 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 few days and then uh I was we originally planned on coming back to, to New Jersey and uh one of my old teammates, Miko Koi, who had his jersey retirement and um in Minnesota, first wild player to ever get his jersey retired. So I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna miss that, right? So uh we kind of rebooked the flight and that that hour, that one hour, we all fucking hate in the spring, right? <laughs> on Saturday that we that we get. Uh, so I went to a concert. Concert got out at like twelve thirty, kind of mingle around, whatever. It's like two o'clock. I'm like, I should go back and pack. I got an early flight. I go back to the hotel room, start packing my stuff. I got a wake up call at four. This is two o'clock, and I'm and all of a sudden two o'clock comes and the motherfucker jumps to three, and I'm like, what? Oh my god! I'm like, you kidding me right now? So I did like no sleep, right? 
Minnesota, go to this uh, jersey ceremony, and that was a little bit of a bender after that too. So it's good to be good to be back and getting a little bit of a normal flow again. Hey, congrats, yeah, Rucker. Rucker. Got a sweatband on, a jersey. You still got it, dude. You still yeah. got it, Rucker. You hockey guys know how to throw it down. Let's talk a little hockey. Uh, and I know right. AJ has questions as well. Ohio guys, anytime you see that type of energy, it's. It's very real. Tonight on That's Hockey Talk, what are we talking about? Do we have any guests? And uh, when are the Pens winning the Stanley Cup? This year, next year, or both? Uh, well, hey, there's one team right now. AJ knows them real well. Colorado Avalanche. They Last spam. couple days, dude, these guys have gotten better and better. I don't know. I know they trade stick. deadlines. Trade deadline is uh, Monday. Is it Monday? Five days. So Monday. Um, the best team in the league. It's been the only team making trades right now, and they're getting better. And uh, so, actually, my our guest tonight, um, I'm still waiting to get confirmation. You know how that goes, especially during during the season. They're getting kind of down to that stretch drive. Um, I was actually thinking about like it'd be fun to get uh, Jack Johnson on, and uh, maybe oh, we could, oh, he could yeah. fly he could fly some stories. But um, I, I I requested Nazem Kadri, so we're still waiting to hear back if they could swing that. They're out west. Um, you know, they got that little bit of a travel going on. So, uh, we'll see, man, but we're, we're hoping for that. And, um, but yeah, you know, that team has gotten better. This trade deadline is going to be nuts. Mm -hmm. There's some heavy hitters in the Eastern conference that are going to be swinging for the fucking fences. That's right. And, um, you know, a lot of teams think they really got a shot and, and I'll say this though, Pat, and I know you say that about, about Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh does have a shot. Uh, (laughs) They have a, they have a need that I don't know if they're going to, you know, that's the tough part, right? With the salary cap. And you got uh, it, it's so tight. All these teams are so tight that they're waiting. They've had some conversations in place for weeks, maybe even a month or two, but they have to wait till a certain part of the schedule passes because they don't want to grab on some more salary. Like you know what I mean? Like every day that passes gives them a little tick lower from the salary cap ceiling, and and they have to wait to the deadline. So some teams might get fleeced here and lose out on a guy they really want. And uh, it'll be interesting, man. It's going to be a fun fun few days leading up to it. That's happening in the NFL. As Rupper was speaking right there, news has broken in the NFL. Chandler Jones officially with the Raiders. Wow. Whoa. Thought he was coming to the Colts. We don't have a quarterback. It's hard to recruit people. They also have Ngakwe and Max Crosby. They're gonna- oh, my Josh McDaniels going all in. Josh-y. How many minutes? 17? 17 million a year for Chandler Jones to join that Raiders squad oh, that... Oh. Josh McDaniels trying to make, and we've had a lot of Raiders calls the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. Get excited. Sounds like the team's going to be great. Let's get back to the NHL. Jack Johnson and the Avalanche stink. AJ, your question. <laughs> well, Rupper said it. You know, the Avs are obviously doing well, but Rupper, you were mentioning your, your Vegas situation, how that went down. Obviously, you, you didn't complain about it. You can make it work, and you just go. You can go both ends of the candle, as they say. Are guys now in the league, are they – are they any different than when you first got in the league? Like, are they are there guys that can still go like that, both ends of the of the candle, as you say? Uh, you know what? And it's kind of funny because, like, even when I came in, you know, my first year was two thousand three, and um, it was kind of getting to the end of that old school stage, right? You know, I mean, I, I remember distinctively, and uh, you know, I've had stories with with a lot of guys that uh, they the way it used to be was, you know what, you went out with the boys every night on the road, and you had your beers, and this is what it was, this is like part of the process of learning how to be a pro, and some of these guys, so when I when I broke in, it wasn't always like that, but there's a lot of old school guys that maybe started, you know, in the early 80s, or, you know, like they're starting in mid-80s, uh, late 80s, and uh, these guys would go out, 
throw down their beers, they go to bed, you know, they, 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 they'd slug them pretty good, go to bed at a, a reasonable hour, and then these guys would be, you know, practice at 10.30 in the morning on the road. These guys get in there at 7, and they just go and they go on the bike, and they just go for, for a steady, you know, sweat, sweat it out. And uh, it, it was incredible, and these guys played at a, at a high level. And I don't know, it's like, I, I feel like it, at that point, it's not, you know, listen, it's it's so different now, I'm sure, in all sports, right? But it's, it's I mean, it's 365 now. I mean, you're training, you're, everything is revolving around getting your body healed, rested, ready to go. But, you know, I, I also think back in the day, it was, it taught you how to be a professional. Because, you know what, hey, go out and do your thing. But those guys held each other accountable when it came to the rink the next day. And you're not coming in, if you're playing, and if those guys are playing guilty, you better fucking perform. Or someone's going to slam you up against the wall and uh, let you know. You know what I'm saying? So it was, uh, it, it was something. Yeah, no, it's different now, man. It's not. You, you, I even found in my career, you legitimately have probably three nights during the entire season where it's like the team lets it go. You know what I mean? You, know, you got your rookie, you got your rookie dinner. Um, you're going to have like a West Coast trip if you're an East Coast team, where you're going to have a certain days and fall. And, and the good coaches out there. And uh, the good GMs, they schedule it for that, right? We're going to have a Florida trip, and we're going to have, you know, we're going to give you guys three days. Instead of coming back home for, for a night, we're going to give you three days down there. Here's the credit card. Like, let it let it loose a little bit. So, uh, you know, it still happens, but it's like few and far between, that's for sure. Okay, so let's talk about the NHL's new TV deals. They leave NBC. Now they're on Turner and on ESPN. But Turner is the NBA and now college basketball. Mm-hmm. And ESPN puts them on ESPN+. Plus. How come I'm not seeing Sidney Crosby every single night? How come every single game isn't on national television? Do you think that happens as we get closer to the playoffs and these other sports just kind of have to die off? What do you th- and do you think the NHL is happy with the move to Turner and ESPN? I think that it's um, – I think the opportunities that are, gonna, that are existing and, and, and in front of the NHL, yes, they are excited. Um, it's a process, though. I think that these two networks are still going to be building out things over the next little time, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't work. Um, you know, I, I think that, uh, yeah, there, there's certainly an element of it, and we've talked about it before on here. Like, you know, the NHL season, even even when you're a player, you don't have a lot of – you try to stay away from NFL Sunday on the schedule, right? You try to schedule uh, accordingly. And, and to be honest with you, in some spots, like in Pittsburgh or in – Columbus or in some, you know, down in, down in Texas, you stay away from Friday nights. You're not, you're not going to play games on Friday nights. You're not going to get, you're not going to get the tickets. You're not going to get the revenue from it because you got high school football. So, um, you know, it's something that hockey's always navigated through the fall part. And then uh, really after Christmas and into the NFL playoffs and post, it it starts picking up. And that's really the best time of the year. I mean, I, I find that in the playoffs in uh, probably April or so, there's no better sport to watch than, than hockey and you get the playoffs going. So, um, yeah, you know what? It, it's going to be more and more familiar as far as Sid and, and the Penguins. Once playoffs start, they're going to get a lot of a lot of games on national TV. I think that's when you're going to start seeing ESPN um, put it more on, on uh, the big network. And then you're going to have them on ABC. Um, Turner's going to start doing some more stuff. They're going to have uh, Wayne at more events. I mean, they're going to start oh, pulling out all the stops. Wayne-o! Yeah, they're going to start. They're going to start pulling out all the stops um, down the stretch here. So I, I think it's good, and I think it's going to be good. It's just, hey, it's going to be an adjustment because uh, they're trying to adjust and go into this streaming world out there, right? And not everybody has crossed over to the dark side yet to streaming. So um, it's going to take a little bit of time. 
Wayno, top three player of all time. That's Wayno. right. Mm-hmm. That's that guy. Yeah, I knew. Bobby Orr. You know who? Steve Bobby Orr. Orr. Shut up. Stoner. Six, Orr. six. Bobby Orr. Shut Stoner. up. Mario Lemieux. Massive <laughs> drop off. Then Wayne. No, Sidney Crosby. Mario oh, yeah. Lemieux. Stoner. Wayno. <laughs> Wayno. Bobby Orr. Stoner, maybe <laughs> down there in top combined. 10. Listen, I don't need to hear this whenever they weren't wearing helmets who's playing what. Oh, okay? Bobby, they were Sydney wearing Crosby, helmets. Sidney Crosby back in the day would have scored 4,000 goals. You remember those goalies were wearing what? Batteries yeah. on their thing. Yeah. They had no helmets on, so they weren't putting their face in front of anything. There was goons protecting Wayno and Mary. Sid's got to fight for him fucking self out there because the rest of the team won't. And he still beat Sid's number one. Mm. Mario Lemieux is number two. Mm. Then Wayno's number three. Stoner's for if we're putting yeah, Wayno with yeah, Stoner's right. got to be. Yeah, right, you're up. Yeah, yeah right. Ruffer, hey. speaking of Stoner and the Golden Knights, I mean, what the fuck's going on? I'm starting to lose my patience. Are we going to get some goaltending help? They, I mean, are they going to get a guy who's not going to let up? You know, eight, nine goals every single fucking night. Is Stoner ever coming back? Can they get the cement out of his skates? And Jackie Aces, I feel like I was sold a false bill of goods. I mean, what the hell's going on? Um. Yeah, man, that's a loaded one. Uh, here's situations for the fans that don't know. So this Vegas Golden Knights team, right, they came in the league year one, expansion, Stanley Cup finals. Never happened before in any sport. Um, and Andrew these fans there, and, and you know, man, you know, Ty, like they don't, you guys don't know losing yet. Right. They haven't lost. I mean, they, they, they haven't won a Stanley Cup, but this team's been an elite team from day one. They're going through some shit now. And Uh-oh. what they did um, they made huge. They've been making huge bold moves in all their years so far, and it's almost been like they're they're making these moves, dealing with the consequences later. So they make those massive moves. You know, they trade for Jack Eichel um, before his surgery, so they know that they're not going to have him for a while. Uh, uh, they did the same stuff here when they had twelve million dollars in goaltending with Mark Andre Fleury and and Robin Leonard. They've they always make these big moves, and their salary cap. Um, issues for the team and they just deal with it later so that point being they can't really fucking do anything right now like they are so they are so capped out oh. even if they were first of all they're struggling really they're struggling really bad right now because they're they're banged up they've got a lot of important pieces out they're starting goaltenders out um oh, stoner's one that math. really Jesus. stoner's one that really concerns me because this guy's the heartbeat of this team the captain God and right. he's been banged up all year i don't know if he's going to be healthy um oh. you know his best uh, days are already behind him he's done this guy's so, done <laughs> so this oh, team no. this stoner team is almost like they're oh. almost like uh, don't you dare Pedro. They're almost kind of dying Pedro. a slow death right now, and they can't oh, do anything about no. it. Wow! Like, but hold on. Oh, I'm not tabular. saying they're gonna. Hey, I'm not saying they're gonna die. Wow. They're just struggling Slowly. right now. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so, okay, but the, the worst, but the point is, they they can't the get any relief. They they're not going to be able to do anything substantial um, at the trade deadline. So nothing. No one's coming in the door. So it's got to wow. be within that group. So this is why I look to Jackie Aces. I look to Jack Eichel, and I'm like, all right, man. We're all looking. You've had now. 15, 16 games, and I'm all on, under the. Uh, I've always thought in, in the way of if you're playing in the lab. I know he had neck surgery, man. I'm not trying to discount that or what that, that is. is. I have yes. no idea Thank what you, you got to go through. But once you start playing again, and once you start getting games under your belt, you're back. There's no more excuses. Once you, when you're in the lineup, you're there and you're you're healthy. And so now we're getting to the point. I think it's time for Jack Eichel to take over and and, and get some wins for this team. He's played <laughs> enough games now. He's played like 15 games. 
And uh, but I don't know, man. If they don't change it here soon, they might in a week or so. They might be out of it. Oh, 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 oh that'd be a real shame. Oh, that'd be a real. <laughs> so let's, talk about, let's talk about another team that's out of it. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, well, actually, uh, I'm glad you said that, Pat, because right now the hottest team in the league, Rapper will agree, is the Boston Bruins. And you know, I love the Knights and the Penguins, but let's talk about a team who's been there since the birth of the NHL, the Boston Bruins. Uh, Rups, are we going to go out and get Flyer or Patty Kane or someone who's going to take us over that hump hey, to get us to the Stanley up. Cup final? Or what Flyers do you think? Flyers coming home. Flyers coming home. The the one guy that we're hearing rumors on. And we're hearing rumors from Boston, um, out of Boston, I should say, for, for everybody. They're, they're, they're one of those teams that hate. Uh, I'll be frank. I'll be totally frank with you. Marauder. Fucking hate Boston. I hate this <laughs> because hey, we're the best, Rob. No, you know Sorry. what? Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. It's, I, 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 I've it's always it. had this thing for for. Uh, Boston teams and whatever it's it's whatever it's because I'm a Cleveland fan we don't win shit and you know these guys are better than us <laughs> so do. anyways uh so I, I'll say this though that team has been really fun to watch because they're always in the mix every year for free agency for trade deadline like these guys go all in for their fans and you got to respect that and they yeah, do it in all all the out. sports so they're they're great fan base their teams are great I just hate them and uh, this yes. this Bruins team, though, uh, the one guy that I'm hearing, if he if they can land him, it'll be huge. Tomas Hurdle, big big centerman nah, out of San Jose. San Jose, he's a pending UFA. San Jose really wants to sign him. I don't know if they're going to be able to because they got a lot of bad contracts that they, they he's going to demand a lot. So this would be a rental player for the Bruins. Boom. And they they've actually looked really good since they broke up that top line, and then they now have. David Pasternak on line two with Taylor Hall and Eric Halla. And uh, but Hostile. Eric Halla, you know, he's a very good, useful utility player. He's not a second line center. If they can get uh, Tomas Hurdle, this team, this team can make a little bit of noise. I mean, it's going to be tough. That Eastern Conference, man, they're loaded. I told you those the the three teams that are swinging for the fences are um, the Florida Panthers, Carolina Hurricanes. And that sneaky one, the New York Rangers have thirty million dollars in oh, cap space. Better. No team in the league is close to that. So they're rumored with Patty Kane. They, they can afford any player in the no. league, and they've got the prospects to pull off a trade. So if they think they're there now and they want to go for it, I think this could change everything. And that's where it comes into play to affect, you know, Nick, you, you know, Pat, Phil, the Penguins probably going to play the Rangers in the first round. Cap space means nothing, okay? Uh-oh. If I've learned anything over the last couple of days, having cap space means nothing, okay? The Colts, That's true. That's yeah, a fair thank point. Thank you. That's a fair point. With that being said, everybody's saying, and this might be just me outside looking in and seeing it, but like everybody's saying that that Boston barn is now the easiest place yeah. to play because the Boston Bruins fans have kind of quit on the yeah, team. Tell them, and they kind of have lost their like entire passion for the squad because they got a rat Marshawn licking yeah. people's Rup, faces. Yeah. Tell, tell them the home record. They're saying the barn is bad. Yeah. Boston fans have quit Stinks. on the Bruins. Tell them, is that real? That barn's terrible now? The barn is terrible to go in on the road. Boom! Oh, toughest part in the league is what Robert just no, said. No, that's you know think about it. Just think about it this way. And, uh, you know, I say this tongue in cheek because, Connor, I love you. It's like having fucking 18,000 Connors in that fucking <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. You know I mean? He's got these guys. 
you got these guys. You, you wonder why Brad Marchand's licking faces. These guys are licking the glass. They're spilling beers on each other. Uh-huh. It's a disaster down there. Don't so put them they're out. They're, it's a good fan base. I'll give them that. That's how the Patriots Stadium is as well. Buddy. Oh, yeah. And they have reasons to be arrogant. So it's just like... Sorry. Not only are they great at being loud and arrogant and obnoxious, they also have like 20 years of success behind it for those Patriots games. Yeah, you can't they, say anything about it, right? Yeah, you just got to sit there and be like, you fucking yeah, rat right. scumbag. <laughs> you're right, I guess. You've done nothing on the field, but you guys are probably going to beat us by 50 today. Mm-hmm. And I would like to not hear from you ever again. Go ahead, Frankie boy. Ropper, Ovechkin just passed your boy Yammer Yager for third all-time on the NHL goal-scoring list. He's at 767 goals right now. Pretty Jeez. impressive. Uh, I think he's 40-some away from that old bag of bones, Gordie Howe, for second all-time. Hell yeah. uh, Jesus. How quickly will he get that? Will he touch Wayno's record? And uh, how happy are you that he passed Yags? Um. I'm happy past Yags because I I want I want Ovi to be the all time greatest scorer in the game. I'm a, I'm a big fan of just goals in general, and I still think Ovi is the greatest goal scorer of all time, even right now. You know, Wayne has that record for a reason. It's Wayne Gretzky, man. But you know, we've all talked about it before. This is how absurd yeah. Wayne Gretzky was as a player. Uh, what, what's the number? What's the, what's Wayne's goal total? You got that? Eight ninety four. So eight ninety four. If you took away those 894 goals and you just went on assists, Wayne Gretzky is the all-time points leader in NHL history. Jesus. Like, that's insane, right? So we're talking about the all-time goal leader. <laughs> if you took away all of his goals, he'd still have the most points yeah, total because of all the assists he's had. So yeah. Wayne, Damn. did he score goals? Clearly, 894 times, right? Well, but Wayne said Mario is a better shooter. He said he that. He did. You know what? I would say Wayne. Everybody I've ever talked to that when they compares to Wayne, or sorry, uh, Mario was a better goal scorer. Yeah. Mario was, you know, Mario had a, this one-on-one factor that I don't know who, what to compare it to in another sport, but it's like he had that domination, um, that that element that just you couldn't do anything. You guys would be draped all over him. Wayne was more of a cerebral rural guy where he's moving the, he, he just knew he took inventory all over the ice he knew where everybody was on both teams kind of he's gonna find the, the open guy that's how he got all those assists but you know i, I want to see obi do it i think it's great i mean when you have some of those records that are up forever and people are going to say they're never going to get touched isn't it cool to be as a fan yeah. even if you're not a fan just to see that shit happening like we're seeing it happen here in real life so someday you know back in, i don't know anybody that watched some of these great records back in the you know the '60s and the '70s that are that are standing. You know we could be like to our kids and grandkids, like holy shit, I saw that crazy son of a bitch scoring goals till he was 40, and he was unbelievable. Scored goals every year, so I, I want him to keep going. He will. I think he will pass Wayne Gretzky. He'll, he's good for. He just signed that deal for what five more years. Uh, I think he'll do it in four or five years. How about when Ovi is just drifting down the left side of the ice backwards with his stick up like this, and it's like if this puck comes anywhere near him it is going to be absolutely nuked yeah. top jet it's just like you see him skating free on the left side puts the stick up basically and everybody in the arena is like a rocket is about to come and his stick that thing bangs in half as he's like fucking he's it's unbelievable to watch Ovi go to work should have been a penguin should have been a penguin but yeah. obviously instead he was capital and uh i hated him for a long time but then once he won the the Lombardi of hockey, and he was just chugging out of that Stanley for like ten oh. straight days. I was like, I fucking love it. Did that change? Did that change? You know, I I, I always wonder this because like, 
Ovi was disliked by a lot of people. And there was something though, and and I always had to play against him, and I didn't lo- I didn't like him playing against him. And but when he won, I don't know. It's like I just as a player, and we all chase it. He he finally got it right, and now people can close their mouths about his greatness. You know, everyone's like, oh well, he's not going to be this. He's not going to be. That. I mean, they still do it. You know, but this guy is great, and and he he finally got it. But I want to know, like when you guys are watching, you everybody saw it. It was on. It was all over the place. He's remember in the fountains. He's doing snow angels in the in the fountain oh, in, yeah. in DC. Like the guy was hammer drunk for like two straight weeks, and everything's documented on on uh, social media. And I think people saw like he's just a he's just a big kid that wanted to win. Now everybody's uh, you know I, I'm glad people came around and started liking him. I loved him after seeing Drunk Ovi watch. You know because mm-hmm. yeah he was in the fountain and then he was on a late night show. Gone. Yeah. yeah. Hammer drunk on TV. It was like, that is why hockey is awesome and different than everybody else. Now, who was that? Uh, Drew Bennett. Stenson? What was his name? The kid from Georgia? Oh, Stenson, Stenson Bennett. Bennett. Yeah, yeah, him. Drew Bennett. On Stenson. Good Morning America. Yeah, just yeah. absolutely yeah. gone. Like, I love that type right. of stuff. Like, hey, you're, you are not letting the media obligations get in the way of your celebration. Right. And for me, that's like, I love that. Like, not bowing down to anybody. OV, I enjoyed it. Go ahead, AJ. Well, you're going back, Rupert. I think when I saw Ovi swimming in the fountain with six inches of water and he's still trying to perform a, a decent stroke was when I became a full-go fan <laughs> of his. I always was, though, but that was one of my favorite. But I wanted to go to the coaches right now. Who's the best Who's the best coach in the NHL right now? Sully. Tor- say it, Rupert. Say oh. it. You know who Say it, man. Sully. Sully. You know what? Son of a bitch in I Boston. hate that. I, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to let you in on something. I'm sure you got to deal with it all the time, probably ten times more than me, AJ. These fucking guys, the peer pressure that they give you for this Sully. type of shit, and you start hearing Sully, Sully, Sully. No, because you know what? It is Sully, and I don't want to say it now. Hell yeah. And that's <laughs> the problem. That's what I'm saying. So like, hey, we know hockey, dude. I'm a hockey aficionado. Fucking no, I know. Thing. I know, but like, <laughs> hey, listen, we're, it's it's that's hockey talk. It's not that's Penguins talk. Oh. I get bones, dude. Penguins is hockey. <laughs> Better for hockey but, when it is. But, but with that being said, like, I'm sitting here like, all right, man, he is. I mean, I really do believe Mike Sullivan right now. I mean, there's some really I good ones. Out of baby Sullivan! What they've dealt with, Guy what stinks. they've dealt with this year. Bones is a legend. I think that that's... <laughs> Gumpy, you're looking good, buddy. Not as good as you. You should see you right now. <laughs> Have you seen you right now? You are awesome. I mean, Gumpy's certainly awesome. He looks good. Yeah, that's yeah. smooth. Yeah. It's a smooth look, buddy. He's heading to Vegas. Uh, anyways, uh, so he he's... um, This team was banged up. Uh... They, they've lost a lot of man games, a lot of important pieces. But here we are right now, and everybody's saying, don't sleep on the Penguins. This team can – before this season, and I'm telling you, across the board, they were very, they were very, very average at best in what everybody thought they'd be. I didn't know if they were going to make the playoffs, and I covered the team. You know what I mean? So if you're covering the team and you're saying that, then it's, it, there's a lot of things that are, that are you, you know, you have question marks about. This team, he ha- and I think having those big guys out, having Geno out, having Sid out, you're not a better team with those guys out, clearly. clearly. But what it does is they missed so many, so much star power. They had uh, Brian Rust out, Jake Gensel was out. Um, Rusty, Gensel. It makes you, you got you to gotta sink or swim. And I think Sully's like, hey, wh- what are we going to do here? I mean, we got a lot of role player guys here right now. The fuck are you guys gonna do about it? Yeah. You know what I mean. And the guys responded, and so they 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 had this foundation in that first half of the season that it was different. They were playing a different way, and they had this foundation to give them a chance to win every night. So when those guys come back, 
and they find your way to go. Hey, don't change because Superman just walked in the room. We still got to do the same thing. And they have. And I find that he is he has been the most underappreciated coach in the NHL probably ever. For, and I'm not talking about when they won those back-to-back cups. Probably and that was in 16-17. Probably 18, 19, 20, 21. What? He's been the most underrated coach in the league. He deserves more attention. I hate saying that because you guys are all Penguins. No, penguins I said, but no, 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 no. We know hockey. When he was with the baby pens, too, he yeah, was fucking right. unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, he's come up through the Penguin system. He's been great all along. You know what I mean? When, when he was in Altoona or whatever, it's well, just yeah. unbelievable. What former, you just said? Former Bruins coach. You guys didn't appreciate him. We'll take him. Yeah, sorry. A hockey trade just happened, I guess. Uh, the Florida Panthers are trading Frank oh, no. Vetron, though, to the New York Rangers oh. for a fourth-round pick this year. Official trade call hasn't happened. You literally just talked about the Florida Panthers being active and the New York Rangers having all their cap space. Are they getting rid of Frankie V to open up for somebody else down there in Florida, or is this the Rangers trying to just make some moves? It's a nice name, isn't it? Frankie V. Um, yeah, it's a, depth, it's a depth move. I think Frankie Vetrano is uh, – he, he – he can American? bounce around your lineup. He's Has he's speedy. He's not very big, but he makes things happen out there. Um, so this isn't a huge deal for the Rangers, more of a depth move. But this is interesting to me because I think this the Florida Panthers don't have as much cap space. So maybe they're trying to free some stuff up. Ooh. I really think this Panthers oh, team is going to try to do something huge. So maybe this is the, the start of just freeing up a little more cash and figuring things out. But um, stay tuned. I don't think the Rangers are done either. I mean, that's that's a very oh. subtle move. Which you know what? That's the big thing too. The big moves come trade deadline time. They don't always pan out to be great. The great moves are those subtle ones, right? It's the it's the no name guy you get for a fourth round pick that ends up scoring you know six goals in the playoffs and and it sets your team over the top. But uh, yeah. Uh, stay tuned. I think this is going to start heating up. Okay, we'll stay tuned. We'll watch tonight. That's Hockey Talk, mm-hmm. 8 p.m. Eastern at YouTube.com forward slash That's Hockey Talk. Thanks for showing up in the middle of your basketball run to chat with us yeah. about <laughs> hockey and life. We appreciate the hell out of you, Rupper. Hey, thanks, guys. Lazy, Good talking to you. We'll lazy, talk later. Stanley Cup champion, Las Vegas survivor, yeah. Mike Rob. Quickly here before we get to a break, the Colts have made a move. Whoa. That's right. After Chandler Jones signs with the Raiders, the Colts have traded for Yannick Ngakwe. Wow. Okay. Defensive lineman. The Colts are doing stuff. Allegedly, this has been in the works for the last 24 hours. The Raiders were just waiting until they could get another D lineman. They bring in Chandler Jones. The Colts get pass rusher Yannick Ngakwe, former Pro Bowler, absolute stud, yeah. sending cornerback Rocky Sin out of town. Does that mean we're adding another DB to the mix? Oh. Is Chris Ballard decide to make some moves here on day two? Day three of the free agency period. League year begins in an hour and 14 minutes. Let's assume more moves are going to happen. Shout out to the Colts. There we go. Oh! Oh! Is this Chris Mad Dog Russo? (laughs) Who got the bag? Somebody in the NFL just got paid. Adam Schefter is reporting. Jets are giving quarterback Joe Flacco. Oh, shit. Quick feet. Quick, quick, footsteps, 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 a one-year, $3.5 million deal, plus incentives per source. He was on the Jets last year, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He came in in lieu of somebody who was an insurance salesman the week before then, and they played. Mike White. Joe Flacco has had such an interesting you know, kind of career. Obviously gets paid $100 million by the Ravens after winning a Super Bowl, goes to the Broncos, becomes a quarterback, and speaks up for his locker room for the first time publicly. They say, you're hurt. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> He's at the Jets bouncing around back 
backing up Zach Wilson. The Jets have obviously an entire new culture they're trying to build. Keep Joe Flacco, the old grizzled veteran, around. Good for Joe Flacco. Good for the Jets. And CJ Uzama goes to the Jets, leaving the Bengals. Look at the Jets kind of dabbling a little bit, keeping their team intact. Yeah, don't the draft? They have a bunch of draft picks too, don't they? Yes, they do. Oh yeah, buddy. The they have multiple first rounders. Yes. Uh-huh. Do they? I thought I knew the Giants. The Jets also have two. Yeah, Philly has three, I think. Four yeah. in the first thirty-six, I believe. Wow! And he didn't go. No, fifty-eight. Thirty-eight or fifty-eight. Four in the first fifty-eight picks, I think, is what it was. Whenever Bob Sala decided not to go to the combine, I think that was the number. I'm not 100 percent sure, but yeah, they can make some moves here. They can really do it. And they keep Joe Flacco around, I assume, just to have a good backup on your team. You see, the Giants do that with Tyrod Taylor. The Dolphins did that with Teddy Bridgewater. Mitchell Trubisky has Mason Rudolph, obviously, backing him up mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh. Having a good backup is always a good plan, especially if you have some money to do it and draft picks to do it. I don't know if this makes a that's a contender, but I'm sure they're pumped about it. And good for Flacco still fucking slinging that thing around. Well, good for the Jets. For- oh! Oh! Nice sound, but somebody's getting the bag. Somebody else got signed. The Raiders are giving pass rusher. Oh, we already knew this. But Chandler Jones' <laughs> deal is now three years worth $51 million per. No, $51 million altogether. Okay. As of now, that's top of the pass rush market and free agency. This is via Rappaport. What's the actual money? Yeah. yeah. Ian? Rap sheet. Well, $51 million is the total. Uh, what is the actual money earned, Rappaport? I'm going to text him right now. Hey, what's um? Hey, what's the money earned? 30. For it says Chandler, dot, dot, dot at the end of it. Is that his next tweet? Chandler Jones. As opposed to, you know, to, you know, the overall big number if he cures... If he cures COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if he cures COVID. Good point. Uh, he might. Oh, he just texted me, damn it. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah Rapport. Gotcha. Uh, right. Yeah, everybody, $150 million earned in the first three years <laughs> of that contract for him. But congrats to Chandler Jones. Yeah. yeah. Couple years now, he's been trying to get paid. Remember last offseason, once they brought in J.J. Watt, there was allegedly some contract uh, dispute between owner of Cardinals and Chandler Jones. He comes out, has five sacks in the first week, and then just continues to do what he's done for like the last 10 years, which is just dominate. Good for the Raiders saying, hey, this is going to be a pillar guy that we got out here. Uh, I'm happy for Chandler getting his money. We don't know what it actually is, but the overall contract is worth $51 Colts had that money, right? Oh, yeah. We don't have a quarterback, though. But he and Max Crosby, though, coming off opposite edges, like, that's huge. Yeah, Yeah, that is big. Nightmare fuel. That's If you get a lead, too, they're going to try to play with a lead, right, I guess? Mm -hmm. Because they can run the ball with Josh Jacobs. Man. Well, that's scary. The games and stunts you can run with those guys, too. They're so athletic and they play so hard. Like, that's... It's a scary thing about blocking both those guys. I'd put them both on the same side every once in a while. That'd be really oh, fun. let that garden tackle figure it out. Who are you going to chip? How are you going to chip? How are you going to sort this? And then, by the way, somebody probably sneaks back door there because all the attention going to the right or to the left. You're right. Hey, that's good defensive strategy. I'm sure Josh McDaniels would do that. Think about the division. Uh, Bosa and Khalil Mack, and then you got those two at the Raiders, and then you got Chubb and Gregory at Denver. They're trying to get to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, this is just like whenever um, – Super Mario was drafted by the Texans over Reggie Bush mm-hmm. because uh, Casserly? Yeah, Charlie, Charlie Casserly. Casserly. Charlie Casserly said, uh-uh, 
I'm trying to tackle Peyton fucking Manning. Okay. <laughs> I'm not trying to run the ball. I am trying to tackle Manning. He inevitably got fired because of that decision at the Texans because he took Mario Williams over Reggie Bush. And it was something like, how are you doing this? How are you doing this? He came out. He was like, I understand what you guys are trying to do. I'm trying to beat the fucking Colts. And we got to tackle Peyton Manning. The division matchups shaped how teams are built for sure. That's why this AFC West with Russ in there and Patrick in there and Herbert in there, you're going to see a lot of action over there. I'm pretty excited for the AFC West. And if you're a fan in the AFC West, look forward to great football. And if you're an NFL fan with no ties to any of them, you're even more pumped because we don't have to sweat it out on who's going to make it out of the fucking AFC West. Yeah, your point about uh, like shaping the team is based on the division. The Patriots are going so much smaller at linebacker because Josh Allen basically runs, you know, running around all, everywhere. Catch and also, up. Yeah, and be, uh, we got killed against the Bills because their slot, Isaiah McKenzie, which is so much faster than our linebackers. So to what you were just saying, that's exactly what Bill's doing right now with our entire basically secondary side from JC. So maybe that's why we're not getting a quarterback. You know, because the Titans, they just run around the football. Run the Jags are the Jags. And the Texans. Texans are Texans. Texans. Stink. So maybe we're just saying we don't need a quarterback. Well, you were saying, though, Pat, earlier you were saying it's very, like, you need to have a good backup quarterback. It's always very smart and safe. But what if you not only don't have a backup, you don't have a starter? All right. What does that mean? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. It means it's hard to get free agents, I assume, unless you, you know, trade for people. Yeah, yeah. sure. Get a great defense. So, hey, what if you get Matthew if it's not Gilmore? Throw Tyron Matthew back there. He's at Disneyland right now. Yeah, yeah he's just hanging out. Some people are saying it's Kennywood, but oh, Tyron Matthews at Kennywood. Well, I hey, did he stop by the potato patch? Judging he... by the picture, I can't tell. I mean, I don't know how many palm trees Kennywood's got this time of year. But... Oh no, they dress it up. Halloween, they yeah. dress it up. True. Spring, they There's dress it up. A lot of people saying it could be Kennywood. Is what I've seen on the internet. For those that don't know, Kennywood is an amusement park in Pittsburgh. It's the greatest amusement park in the tri-state Thank area. Thank you. <laughs> Maybe even the world. Maybe. Yeah, that looks like Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, that's the the pit. Is that the Thunderbolt back there? Yeah, I think so. That's that's the longest wooden roller coaster that's still operable at Kennywood right there in the back. Wow. That sun, too, that's actually a dome they built because there's no sun in Pittsburgh. (laughs) No, yeah. (laughs) Still still no sun over there. Oh, fuck. Should we just sit around for the next 56 minutes to see what happens here, or should we get the fuck off the air? How is Are the Packers still the only team above the... There was a tweet I just saw from Spotrack that he thinks everyone's under now. Spotrack? What's his name? Mr. D- Bobby Spotrack. Dave Spotrack? Yep. I just said he's an Italian guy, actually. So it really? Spotrackini. Spotrackini. Oh, <laughs> had to change it. Yeah. Probably because the Irish were bothering him too much. Goddamn right. Hey, listen, Luigi Spotrakini. Oh, okay, this guy, he knows the details of contracts better than anybody. Hell yeah. He's got Vaselinis right next to him. Piping no, hot breadsticks. Always. Those chicken parm nuggets. Yeah, he would never. And then he's just going through the. <laughs> His name's actually Michael Janitti, as Zito's telling me. Marty Janetti's brother? No, no, Michael. Yeah, yeah Michael Janetti, not uh, Janetti. Uh. Genetti, yeah. I thought he maybe he was a rocker. Yeah, those guys. He probably should. is. Hey, what's going on with uh with your outfit, Goompy? What's happening? Is this a day I don't know about? What are you talking about? What's special? Are you just wanting to look sweet today, or what is it? Try and look sweet every day, AJ. Thanks, AJ. Sweet. Welcome to the program. Yeah, welcome. You do. Rick. I know he does. Goomp always looks good, but I'm just wondering today. It seems like he stepped it up a notch. 
Yeah, I do really like this shirt, if we're being honest. It's pretty sweet. What is that, Tropic Bros? Oh, yeah. What a company. They sponsor the pod, so you know they're a ridiculous company just from top to bottom. (laughs) If they get into bed with the pod. So got nothing but respect for the Tropic Bros shirt that Gumpy has fallen in love with here. Uh, Shout to Tropic Bros. Shout out. out. They did hate my read one time. (laughs) They did. And they said, hey, read the fucking sheet of paper, Hey, they sent a State Farm response. To the ad. Hey, hey, tell the Bugler boys to shut the <laughs> yeah. fuck up. Look at your shirts, dude. Well, that's kind of what the pod did say back. Right. Uh, and Tropic Bros is like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> so, good relationship, Tropic Bros. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Tropic Bros. I respect it. Great shirts. They're, that's like an athletic fit, too. Like, he can work out in that and it'll breathe, it right? It feels good. Golf? It's a good golf shirt. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. Shout out to them. You look good today, too, AJ. No, I didn't. I wasn't looking for that. I just want to tell you, you look good. Oh, you're fishing for compliments. Not That's like crazy. Oh, it makes sense. Is Gump on a hoodie I wear four out of five days in a week, even though you've never seen me wear it? jacket I wear it every single day. What are you talking about, dude? You're saying my ski costume. This is an everyday costume, even though I'm out in the fucking mountains in the West, dude. That's what you said to us the other day, dressed like a fucking asshole. Like, hey, why are you dressed? What? This is how I dress every day. What are we even talking about? We see you every day. His face was all red from skiing. Oh, yeah. Hair Six was all windy. Coats, Couldn't uh, stand up because he was in a half squat on the yeah. bunny hill. Oh man, what a day! What a day! You're the best. Clark Harris uh, re-signs yeah. with the Cincinnati Bengals. Had wow. a baby Clark. Long staff have been there for a long time. Incredible flow that he has. Incredible flow with the Bengals long snapper. I'm a big fan of his. Big fan of him yeah. as a person and as a long snapper. I don't know what they're doing with Huber. I don't know if Huber's a free agent, but they bring back you know a very constant consistent, great for them over there. He and Evan McPherson uh, were being talked about for watching the halftime show. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, everybody was making it a big deal, you know, on the internet. Evan McPherson's so savage, he stayed out there to watch it. It was like, I think Evan was probably going back out there to warm up. Mm-hmm. And then he was told, you're not allowed on the field. So he said, all right, I'm not walking four miles back to the locker room. I'll just wait for this thing to end. And then alleged, we didn't talk about it, by the way, because I knew that, like, the angle of a kicker just watching the halftime show as opposed to being with his team is not a good one. Allegedly, there's some Bengals uh, coaches that are upset about it because he didn't go in the locker room. It's like, I don't think that's the case that happened. I think the Internet's kind of blowing this into a different proportion. I remember watching The Who. I was bombing balls over their backs, but I don't think Dr. Dre was letting anybody kick any balls behind them at the time. Clark's a legend, though. Another long snapper also got signed, I believe. Uh... Uh, Chargers are signing Pro Bowl alongside Josh Harris away from the Falcons on a four-year, $5.6 million deal with $1.92 million guaranteed. Yeah. Let's go. Wow. Congrats to Josh. Happy for you, pal. Over a million bucks a year to long step. It is not a hard, uh, a easy job. It is a very difficult job. Tom Pelissero uh, reporting that news. It's all literally minute inches on whether or not a long snapper is great or just good, whether they make it in the NFL or they don't. How are your laces? How's your placement on punts? Can you block and can you cover? You have to be able to do three out of those four very good. Some things can let up for other things, but once you start fucking up in a couple different categories, you're out of there quick. This dude's getting paid over a million a year. I'm pumped. Now that is Brandon Staley saying... He did kick field goals once we got Dustin Hopkins and a much better special teams crew. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so that's him focusing a little bit in something he might have seen as a weakness or trying to get better. Congrats to him uh, signing there. All right, fifty-one minutes until all the rosters have to be set. 
salary cap friendly. We'll keep an eye on that. Hammer Down will be in about 20 minutes at 3.30, I'd assume, at youtube.com forward slash Hammer Down. Hockey Talks tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, youtube.com forward slash That's Hockey Talk. You guys are having uh, some guy I never heard of on. Yeah, Kadri. He was really good on uh, 24-7 HBO when the Leafs played somebody in an outdoor game about eight, seven years ago. Yep, now he's on Colorado. He's one of the top point getters in the league. Great player. Ever play for the Pens? Nope. Can't afford him. His dad's oh, electric, though. Can't afford him. Oh, no. Jesus. Neither can you, this you scumbag. Well, that's good. <laughs> we're going after her. I'm not selling a team. Okay? I already did. Speaking of, thanks to TJ Lang coming on talking mm-hmm. football. His mm-hmm. hockey talk is stupid. Okay? Right. <laughs> just like you, Foxy. I disagree. Notice how we didn't even let you ask a question. Yeah. That yeah. was awesome. Why it's like, it? hey, can we get a minor hockey league question from Evan Fox? <laughs> We ran out of time for that, so we apologize for that. TJ was great on this show. I love that dude. TJ's awesome. Yeah, he's yeah, he gets it. Why don't we do more with TJ? What happened? What is that all about? I don't know. Why not? I honestly don't know. I was thinking that this morning. He was attacking all of us online. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. He did bury Pittsburgh. Yeah, he did. But no, that's not. No, he did not bury no. Pittsburgh. He said he just, buried seven, which is burying. And Pittsburgh. he called yeah. you guys sensitive. And he said he yeah. does it all the time. All right. That's okay. what he did. A lot of projecting from Detroit right now. Wow. All right. It's a grittier city. What are you guys doing? Staring oh. at a mirror while you're talking? Huh? Oh. Is that what you're saying? Oh. Built a fucking country, dude. Yeah, you're welcome. Oh, we're the car capital. It's like, what metal are you using? You're we welcome. Exactly. You fucking came from our womb. Dude. Yeah. How many cars We you are your there? daddy and your mommy no. and the only reason no. you exist. No. What? The Bucks have restructured Shaq Barrett's contract to create some cap space for the team per Drew Rosenhaus reporting Ian Rappaport. Shaq Barrett, obviously incredible off the edge, an absolute stud. Tom Brady has hit the phones recruiting all mm-hmm. the free agents back to Tampa Bay, allegedly. Jensen has come back. Shaq Barrett's redoing his thing. There is more to come is what is circulating around the NFL. Tom Brady has hit the phones and said, hey, let's go. Let's run this thing back. We can't end it the way we did last time. There's a lot of unrestricted free agents that they're going to have to make moves on. But somehow Mike Greenberg, their salary cap guru, will somehow be able to make it work, just like doing what he just did with Shaq Barrett, AJ. Yeah, so is uh, everyone assuming that Gronk is coming back as well to the Bucks? We would yeah. assume, yeah. We would assume. Probably what that space awesome. is for and Fournette. And then they got a bunch more, too. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Still got Godwin. Still got Evans. Yeah. You bring back Gronk. You got Jason. JB's got to come back now. No, they Jack just signed uh, Russell Gage, actually, from the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because the Falcons lost him, which everybody's talking about maybe why Deshaun won't want to go Correct. to Atlanta. He's a very good like third wide receiver. They got Shaq Mason from New yep. England. They got mm-hmm. Jensen back. They still got what's-his-face at tackle. Who's up? Worfs. Worfs is there. Cam Brate just reworked his contract to stay for two years, too. Psh, the Bucks are all the way back. Yeah. What's OJ... <laughs> Hard? I almost said OJ Mayo. OJ Hard. I don't know. Is he still on the deal? I saw something earlier in the week that said it was very likely that he is going to be gone. Remember, whenever this whole thing started, OJ was like, hey, whoa, 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 I'm a pretty good player. And then mm-hmm. he's found a great spot. He was good on our show. Yeah, he was. Towards Achilles. Hey, can you put those free agents that are still available up? And obviously some of them might be different. But this is who we're keeping our eyes on for the next fucking 24 hours until our next show. There's a lot of great players still out there. Armstead, I don't know why he isn't a Colt already. I have no idea what the fuck's going on. Maybe he's just chilling until training camp. That yeah, makes sense. maybe. He's probably looking for the max as well. 
Trent Brown, too. Why isn't he a fucking Indianapolis Colt? I'm not sure. They were talking about a lot of the Patriots moves, saving cap to re-sign him, and he's talked about wanting to stay in New England. But yeah, so J.C. Jackson, yeah, and Tom Brady, Gilmore, and or Brady yeah. said no. Oh, Del Beckham Jr., come on over to Indianapolis. You love L.A. Yeah. yeah. We don't have a quarterback yet. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of great players out there, A.J. We'll keep our eyes on all of them, won't we? Yeah, I'm excited. I'm gonna see where the Honey Badger goes, man. Yeah. I think he will be a big asset. Honey Badger, Wagner too, Von Miller too. He was yeah. supposed to go back to Denver, or back well, to LA. There was a report today. I think it was from Rap that uh, it's not done yet, um, but the Rams seem to be the favorite right now. It's something, something along those lines. All right, well, Vaughn. hey, make sure you join our bracket bonanza. Yes, we'll be back tomorrow talking more bullshit. Uh, Hammered down starts in about sixteen minutes. The new league year begins in forty-six minutes. Can't wait to see what happens. We appreciate you all. AJ, enjoy that vacation. Enjoy it. We'll do. Big thanks to Rupper. What a legend. Yeah. Beast. What was he wearing that headband for? What was that all about? Marsh Madness. He's got the bug. He's got the fever. Oh, for basketball. Mm -hmm. Uh I thought he was playing deck hockey. Could have been. Warming up. Pittsburgh sport, by the way. Another one. Deck hockey were the best at it in the world. That's true. So. It's not a professional sport. We got to. No one cares about deck. Sorry. Lace up the skates. (laughs) <laughs> Boston's actually very good at it too. Yeah, but see, I wouldn't. You wouldn't catch me dead bragging about it because it's not a real sport. <laughs> yeah, except for you talk about lacrosse. So. <laughs> I, I never talk about lacrosse. <laughs> yeah, you yuppies you talk about your sailing and your lacrosse. I ain't talking about. All right, we'll Boston talk about deck hockey and actual hockey. Oh, That's well, all sport. Nick just said we're the best at it. So. No, you're also good. And he said we're also the best at that. <laughs> No, you, you see tomorrow. This show is fucking worse. <laughs> Join our bonanza tonight. We like Pete Kiss. Yes. Boom. Twenty six points. Couple thousand on. Let's go, Can we get guys. That boosted. What? Can we get that boosted? Somebody send a text. 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 Fanduel. Fanduel. We'll text them. They're not watching. No, they no. got stuff going on. <laughs> we will text them though. We'll let them know. Happy three sixteen day. Go ahead and honor the guy. Self-cheers yourself. Enjoy yourself. Tomorrow, St. Patrick's Day. We will have a St. Patrick's Day celebration on this show right here. See you then. Bye.